or something, and then they're just like impatient. Well, then they'll understand. Yeah, I don't listen to them. I just. <laughs> I think a good starting point, just because I wanted to kick it off with something that ties it in. So we should talk about how we know you. And to do that, we got to talk about how Tila knows you. Yeah. And I know a little bit of that story, but mm-hmm. I don't know it all. Why don't we introduce ourselves first? Yeah, we should <laughs> get at the point where we do the lower third stuff. <laughs> just saying. We were too, we're too used to doing this just by ourselves. Okay, yeah. so for anybody who's joining in new on this, my name is... Because there might be a lot of people that do. There probably will. There probably will be. My name is Eric. And I'm Jesse. And we have today our special guest. And Taya Fairless. <laughs> um, how I met Tila was actually, I was looking for an apartment at the time. And uh, this was a while ago, though. That would have been. I that was on in 2012, Herrick. so it would have been after 2012. Or not Herrick, um, Louth. There was a whole story with that whole thing at the end, too. So anyway, so I think they had an ad up or something. And uh, I obviously replied to it. And I went to look at it. I met her for like two seconds. She's like, you're great. You know, you can move in. So I was renting the basement part. It was an unfinished basement, but it had a bedroom that was finished. And it was actually a nice bedroom. So, um, so I moved in there. And uh, she, I think, had just gotten married. Okay. I think like they literally just, or they were going to get married. And then I was only there for, I think with them, I think I was only there for about like six months or something, maybe more. I may be wrong on that. Don't quote me on that. But, Hmm. um, yeah, so I was there for about six months and then they moved out because they'd gotten married. So they wanted their own place. Right. So they moved out and then I couldn't afford the rent. Because it was like, I don't know, something normal for a whole house. So I found a subletter who turned out to be absolutely insane. And actually turned out to start growing weed upstairs without me knowing. And therefore my hydro went to like, it was like $1,500 for the month. So hydro got shut off. And long story short, landlords kicked us out. But landlords kicked me out because they found uh, marijuana paraphernalia in my room. In okay, which was literally just a pipe with nothing, no actual. And enough that was enough for them to say you gotta go. Apparently, yeah, hmm. apparently. So that was that was the whole story with Tila. And then we didn't talk for a while. Actually, she just kind of moved, and we. I, that's when I was doing a lot of drugs at the time. So I, you know, that whole living there was kind of a blur. But. Uh, hmm. Yeah, that's how we met. <laughs> and I, I mean, how, what is the reason you think you'd stayed in contact throughout the years? I don't know. I liked her. I thought she was nice. I thought she was strange like me and in, in a good way, not, not a bad way. Um, and like, I, cause she had the D and D group, right? And I'm huge yeah. into D and D. I never joined. The I didn't group. know that. Yeah. They had a group and, uh, it's a lot of, it it's was, a group filled with strange people. You'd probably get along. The guys well, were a fan of me because <laughs> it, was, it, was <laughs> it was mostly like he's very sweet, you know, nerdy guys, the typical what, what you envision when you think nerdy guy. Right. So very sweet. Uh, no idea how to talk to women. <laughs> so it was just a whole bumbling thing. But I ever since I realized that she had a D&D group and they were super into magic, I was a big fan. So no, we just. I'd actually contacted her months later because I needed a copy of the rent receipt to file my taxes. Yeah. <laughs> and we kind of started talking again. And she knew I modeled and stuff. So I think 
all of that kind of coincided with I, each other. I think that brings us up to speed with m- yeah. at least where I met you in person. Yes, yeah. you came by as as a model. I think who who was I never it even saw on? that shoot. Still, <laughs> Tila has it on your computer I, on her computer. It was the thing with her uh, the accident she had. So yeah. that's not. I totally understand. I just think it's. I don't remember how long ago that was. Yeah, that was, was last uh, last June. Last June, yeah. Really? Last June. Wow. Yep. So, yeah, about a year It's ago. longer than I thought. <laughs> Maybe those pictures will come out eventually. I don't know yeah. what, what she's doing with mm. them or why she hasn't edited them. But. I, I stopped modeling for... I'm, I'm kind of getting back into it again, but I just... I haven't had time with the horses and yeah. the, everything. It's just been so chaotic that I... It's something that I want to get into, but it's hard to find paid jobs, right? So... The... Uh, I do. I did know at the time that you were, I guess, really into horses and I, taking yeah. care of your own horses. Do you you have your own horses? Yeah, I have three. Three horses. Mm-hmm. Okay. And how long have you had those ones? Um, okay, so <laughs> trying to make this as short as possible. I started riding when I was, I think, four. Okay. Um, with what they call pony pals, which you're just led around on a pony. You're not actually really riding. Mm-hmm. And my mother used to ride, I guess, when she was younger. I'm not really sure of the full story with that, but I just know that she used to ride, and she was really passionate about it. And then I kind of, you know, became a little bit, uh, I'd probably, obsession is probably the right word, to be honest. It's obsession is the right word. But, and then I got Rose, who was my first horse when I, God, I think it was like eight years ago, because she was 11, and she's turning 19 this year. Okay. Then I got Silas when um, Fort Erie Racetrack closed, they thought for good because they lost the slot machines, which was their major source of income. <laughs> and he was, all those horses were being sent to wherever meet or if people, there were literally people walking up and down the shedra with horses going, take this horse or it's going to slaughter, take this horse or it's going to slaughter. And it's like, <laughs> I have, I can't for one I horse. I guess you got to take a couple horses at that point. That's the thing, right? It's, it almost it gets me under the idea of I, I know I've seen Steel show me some of the controversies that happen in the comment sections of the things that you post on Facebook. <laughs> Have the vegans ever gone after you for the horseback riding thing? Oh yes. Yeah. <laughs> what's that, what's that like? What kind of heat do you get? People have this people have this idea. And I, I have friends that are vegan that are like what I would call normal vegans. You know, like literally what you think a normal vegan is. And uh not these crazy everything you do is wrong mm-hmm. uh you know if you feed your cats dry food you're wrong and uh, so a lot of people have this idea that horses being in stalls is like abuse okay my horses hate being outside at certain times like when it's really hot in the summer they'll like they what they'll do is they'll pay, they'll literally start galloping the fence line and fighting and rearing and bucking and biting each other and it's dangerous mm. right because they want to come in um, so we've pretty much trained them just to, uh, you know, go out at like seven or 8 AM and then stay out until depends on when it gets dark out in the summer. Sometimes they'll stay out till like eight or nine. It depends. And they want to be outside, but then they want to come inside to have that comfortable stall and they're separated. So they, cause if you feed horses grains together, some of the horses aren't going to, they're going to fight. Yeah. The leader of the herd is going to probably fight off all the other horses and steal their grain. It's just, it's a whole thing. Um, so I try to explain, and with riding too, it's like there's a lot of people that think that uh, and say that we're, you know, exploiting the horses. And these horses like what they're doing. 
like we we look for something that these horses enjoy doing like if if i had a horse i haven't had it yet but if i had a horse that didn't like jumping i wouldn't do it Hmm. we do dressage or something and they make it quite obvious but especially all of our guys are off the track thoroughbreds so they have energy they can't just sit in a field all day do you think it's maybe because of the perception people have about uh, just abused animals that yeah. maybe they'll generalize because yeah. because i know a lot of there's a lot of vegans even if they are very hardcore with their beliefs and stuff they might still have pets and they might still buy stuff from yes. breeders yeah. and it's it just this personal thing like well i love this animal and, and i know yeah. i'm taking care of it properly it's there's a fine line you know there's i think People will also do the whole, well, uh, it's my animal, so it's fine, but maybe judge other people that are doing the same thing, but because it's not their animal and they're not, um, you know, they don't have a, you know, a tie to that animal that they think differently, but it's, I don't know, it's, and you know what, most of the people that message me about that kind of stuff make literally no sense. No. Like, it's like, they are reaching. Like, what's an argument that they would they make? Can. I've had people that told me that horses should be free. They should not even be fenced in in fields. I'm like, where? Could modern, in modern times, horses even exist? Certain places in that there are wild horses still. I, I believe. It would be dangerous it is. here. Yeah. Oh, it, it would never work. No. They'd all die. All yeah. of them. They get, cause, and horses run to open areas. So they're going to run to highways and they're going to run to roads. Not They're not going to run to a forest mm -hmm. like they should. They instinctively, for some reason, go to open areas. So there are parts of the world where horses live literally wild and it's fine, but those herds die off because there's either poachers that are hunting them and not usually for meat, it's usually to, to train them, right? And make them bucking horses or whatever, but it's just, it's not, it's not feasible here for any horses to be wild. Even if you have a hundred acres of land, they're going to go towards civilization eventually. Right. So it's, mm. but you are supposed to have an acre per horse. That isn't really, it's hard to do. Like we, I, I can see that adding up quite a bit. Like even a decent sized property out here is maybe like three acres. Yeah. So our horses have like, uh, acre fields and there's only four of them and they have plenty of room. Like now there's a farm down the street from us, which I do not agree with. They're in, it's probably a good 10 or 15 horses within, I'd say, I don't even know how to explain it. Like the size of this house. Really? That's, that's pretty probably, tight, tight quarters. Uh, yeah. They, like huh. it's small enough that they can't pick up a trot or canter. All they can do is walk. I get that they might be competitive, but are they necessarily territorial? Like do they lock down on a spot of land and make that their own? With horses if they're wild? Um... I think so. I'm pretty sure that they have some kind of territory, but they're always going to be moving at least a little bit. So yeah. they have like a general area, especially if there's like a, they need to find water. Hmm. It's like wildebeest will follow, like, you know, in those areas where water moves, they'll follow water. But with horses, because it's usually a pond or hmm. some kind of stationary water source, they'll just kind of hang around there usually, I think. It's kind of interesting. I, I know, was it you that got to go photograph? Horses recently? Yeah, I got a photograph a horse. The the horses, um, just around a year old. We brought like Tila did photos. We flew the drone around a little bit just so we could get used. What to do you think of the drone? <laughs> overhead. He he was actually he was he was fine. It was one of the first times that uh, the the rider was able to ride him. Mm -hmm. um, he stepped on my foot. Yeah, twice. <laughs> He's a yearling, and she's riding him. Uh, 
Are you sure he's a year? He might just be. I don't know. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna speak for yeah. the age. He's young. Yeah. And she was just at the cusp of being able to ride him. Of breaking him. So okay. whatever. Whatever that age is, she she takes she care. Of See, it depends on the person. Like in the racing industry, um, they do like they're racing by the time they're like two. I personally don't agree with that. Like if I was. Horses that I would break, I haven't done it in quite a while, um, would usually be about three, three and a half. They don't start, stop growing until they're about five, but nobody's going to, nobody's going to break a horse when they're five, right? Like that's too late. I think, I think about three is good, but it, it all depends on the person <clears throat> and what they're being used for. Right. I mean, the, I, I've seen the horse that, that was the second time and he seems seems content mm. with with her he's very comfortable yeah. with her um and very social with the other horses so he is in good hands I yeah i've i had family who had horses so i have grown up with them i used mm. to ride them a little bit when yeah. i was younger but nothing nothing serious so mm. He seems like a good-natured horse. No hard feelings. You gotta work with them a lot when they're younger. Wasn't supposed to be there. (laughs) They can't feel it. Well, I figured that. He was. (laughs) It was neat. I was helping because as he's learning surroundings, yeah, we were walking, and there was a like a path of stones, and he was very nervous about walking over the The gravel. Yeah, it makes noise. Yep, I was walking Mm. him through it, and he thanked me. (laughs) <laughs> do horses get uncomfortable walking on like a rock kind of surface apparently their depth perception it, is horrible it, okay so with horses um okay say we're going over a jump all right so I, I i don't know the exact distance but it's only like something like two meters so they can see things but it's like like with me i have bad vision so if i take my glasses off um Everything's blurry, but I can kind of see, I can kind of see what it is. Like I can see that it's a person. So it's only about two or three meters that it actually becomes clear. It's literally just this blur of color, I guess. So they're fully trusting you. And so for the horses that do like high level show jumper, like they're literally seeing it like three meters before and they're going, okay, that's the height I have to jump. It's like, I think it's incredible. I didn't even know that. That's, yeah, that would be a really, something you'd have to have a really good bond to do yeah or it sometimes it just depends on the horse like maybe it's more bit, bit there more are some courageous. horses that are naturally brave yeah they are fight or flight <clears throat> it's like when people ask me i have a lot of people that come in that are just starting lessons and they will assume that horses are like big dogs and i try to explain them that if i actually was to compare a horse to an animal i would compare it to a bird because essentially it's they're flight animals but they're big flight animals. And there are some horses that are super calm and not like a lot of horses, but then there's most horses that will spook. Like there's no such thing as a bomb-proof horse. Any horse can spook at any time. There are more calm horses, but they are going to run through you if there is danger behind them and you are in the way. So that's why I kind of have to teach my students to read horse body language so they can see this before it happens. And to stay away from certain parts of the horse in general, just in case, right? But they can they can jump sideways. Like, there are some times where I've been hurt where I, it could not be avoided at hmm. all. 
And then there were some times where I was hurt where it was absolutely my fault. And it was just, it just happens so quickly sometimes. And you get so comfortable around horses being around them all the time. I think sometimes I forget how big they are. And, you know, even though I know my horses very well, I, even the ones that don't spook, like Curly, one of my mom's horses, isn't really a spooker. And he spooked last year and stepped on my foot. And I didn't expect it. And I didn't think it was, I didn't even think about it. You should be thinking about where the horse is at all times around mm. you. And I wasn't because I, I got too comfortable. It, it sounds like would you say that horses are probably your number one passion out, you know, for something you would do recreationally or mm -hmm. I guess it is almost a job at the, t the point you're taking care of an animal, but. I want it to become a career, but it's yeah. very hard. <laughs> is there anything else that you would put like on that level that you just have to do? Uh, I don't actually think so. No. I think that horses would probably be not on that level. I have other passions, but th this trumps it always. Hmm. Like if something's happening with horses over, cause like I, I'm a vocalist. I, um, I was a vocalist in high school and I did some training. I haven't done training since, but I also model. I, I, I did some photography for a while as well, but all those things are not fully realized yet. You know, like they're all just kind of, are, are you doing any of those things like right now you would say like you have uh modeling no no um i want to get back into it yeah. and photography kind of i do a lot of i shoot a lot of the horse stuff obviously. of course so it kind of coincides um being able to time things out would be a skill that you would have over yeah. us for sure yeah and then and then vocally wise i'm nothing professional no right now at least do you want to be like in a band or do you want to be in like a just a vocal like a choir or something like that i i'd like to, i'd like to have a band i did when i was younger uh very unprofessional again not fully realized bands just fun battle of the bands kind of stuff um more band than i've ever been a part of <laughs> and uh i've always wanted to learn to play the fiddle i don't know why i've never i haven't started but i that's something I'm I have a lot of things that are on the back burner because I'm so desperate to get actually desperate's not the right word I'm determined to get this whole horse but realistically for me to be successful I'd have to have about eight or nine more horses because when I teach lessons all the three horses that well my mom has two horses as well but the horses that I'm using are not fully trained because mm -hmm. they're green which there's all sorts of levels of green. Like there's <clears throat> baby green where just you ride them. And then there's like my mom's horse, Curly, who doesn't bend properly. And he has a lot of stuff we have to work on, but he's really good with kids. Hmm. So you can just throw a kid on him and he's fine, right? Um, but I would need well-trained quite a few horses because places that make money, they have about six or seven horses in each lesson. And they're doing like three lessons a day. Right. What, what kind of, like, so you're talking about a business now at this point. What, yeah. what kind of, you need employees to do, help you with that kind of well, thing? Well, once I have money, I would I would need someone to, you know, do the stalls and take care of the horses while I, I teach and everything. But it's just so much money. To get into it. Yeah, big startup cost for sure. Well, first of all, my parents are the ones who own the farm. Right. So I would have to expand that barn with their permission and my money. My actual goals, I realistically, I'd have to get my own realistically More uh, costs. yeah um or, or rent a barn which is possible 
Um, I know a couple people that have done that and if it's, it's been successful, but you kind of have to like get like, as soon as you start running that part, you have to like have students tomorrow and have all your love to be able to afford it. Right. It's like, I would need a farm with like, people will rent their whole farms out, which is pretty cool. Um, like arena and sand ring and all the grass for the horses. And then I'd have to have employees right away to be taking care of the horses. Um, it's a very big dream. I, I always wanted to go to the Olympics with riding too, and that wow. still hasn't happened. So it's 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 a lot of dreams that I know probably aren't gonna either not gonna happen or aren't gonna happen for a long period of time. But I'm not gonna stop trying. It, it sounds like it takes a massive work ethic to to do that, and then I know taking care of horses is almost a full time job as soon as you start. <laughs> but but you got to find every second of the day. It seems like to to make anything like that work. Yeah, and well, ever since I moved out, my mom's been doing most of it. Like, I, I go there two or three days a week to do stalls, but she likes doing it. But there's only a couple horses there. It's like if it was a big operation, <clears throat> like if I was to be like really successful, like to compete against all the other hundreds of barns around here, I'd, I'd have to have very good quality horses. That doesn't necessarily mean expensive, like well-trained horses. Um... I'd have to have a couple nice trailers to bring them to shows because showing's big money as well. Like you charge a coaching fee, you charge to trailer them, you know, all that kind of stuff. There's just so many things that go into this whole business, right? It's like, there's like, and then there's little mini businesses with like the shows. That's almost like its own business because it's a whole different thing. It's away from the farm. So you have to have almost, you know what, if I was to have a big setup, you'd have to, all these big places have like other instructors too. Like it's not just you. Yeah. It sounds like you would need staff at that point. Yeah. I'd have to hire competent instructors and people to take care of the horses and you got to have backup people. Like if someone calls in, you know, are are you going to do it? You know, it's like, it's, it's, there's just so many things that go into it. So right now it's just like a couple times a week you know student one student's like 30 bucks but it's not something that's substantial right now it sounds like to do it right it needs to have a turnkey business mentality with immense planning ahead of time which is the exact opposite of what a turnkey business would be yep (laughs) you get you get access to a farm right away you need to have everything oh you have to have it already you have to have students you you realistically you'd either have to have a lot of money saved to get you through however long it's going to be well students pay by lesson cash so like they can do it per month i guess it's like a subscription kind of thing almost to like you can do it like per week or per month yeah. um and then you take what a little bit of money off like 15 years of riding lessons <laughs> <laughs> prepaid that'd be amazing i mean people buy timeshares right so yeah, yeah. <laughs> there's, there's people that'll do that kind of thing and i've always wanted to also like get into breeding and you know i've always wanted to. i get know into... there's a lot of money in that that's a big business. Yeah, that's very looked down on too. When yeah. we were talking about vegans earlier as well, uh, that's not just vegans that look down on it. They're like, "Well, adopt a horse," and you know, it's breeding. Yeah. breeding is one of the reasons why there is slaughter. However, I find that actual top level professional breeding, no one's going to pay. Like, uh, there's a farm called Blazing Colors, and they have um, all these. They're they do very, very well, like very well for themselves. And they have these beautiful horses and they're all quality. And they have like tons of stallions and all of them are quality, registered, tested, everything. And I think they charge like nine grand for a custom baby where you can use one of their mares and one of their stallions. 
and it's custom, right? And then if you were to breed their signs, I think it's like, it's at least a couple grants. There, There's lots of money in it. It's just, I don't even want to know how much she paid for those stallions in mm-hmm. the first place. Right? So it's, it's again, it's, it's this whole, like you were saying, you have to kind of have it all planned. I'd have to buy all the stallions on the same day and get them in there and have mares already waiting. And, you know, it's you'd have to have a lot of money saved up. That's why most people that are doing this are older. That are like my mom bought the farm when she was like forty three, right? right well, let's let's How change that I, wording for the record. Yeah. My mom bought the farm isn't yeah. the best way to word it. Yeah, true. But in this case it literally happened. Yeah. Yeah, right? So it's like How how do you think like what would be your game plan? What kind of work are you gonna do to make the cash flow happen, you think? Because <laughs> Because I know we we you will bring it up eventually. What you want to do But you, I know. I've seen that you post usually when you get a new job on Facebook yeah. and stuff, and it's a lot of very different things. So that's all. One, one was like woodworking or something. Yeah, I, I've been having a very hard time finding a job, and like a, like minimum wage jobs, not just not like good jobs, like minimum wage jobs. Really? I've been having a really hard time. I know call centers are always open for business, but yeah, they're terrible. I'm, I'm applying, but I, I still don't have my license because I couldn't get my license legally for the longest time because I had a seizure disorder, but hmm. it's now I can get my license, but now it's finding time because I work like every, every day, right? So when am I going to go get my license? So once I have my license, there's a lot more jobs I can apply for because a lot of the woodworking stuff I'm applying for you need to be able to drive, right? You need to be able to drive a truck to go get a load of wood or whatever it is. <clears throat> but most places, even a lot of minimum wage jobs want you to have a license. Yeah, absolutely. So, you know. I guess that's a good part to transition then. So, wait, pause, pause for a second though. The woodworking, you view woodwork. I don't, I, apparently I've missed a bit. Oh. Uh, you do woodworking as well? I, so I started at a place called uh, Kingswood Millwork and Design, and I was making windows and doors. Um, okay. But we also did like some cabinets and stuff like that. And I, I learned how to make basic stuff. I'm trying to learn how to do more. I've always had this pipe dream again, more dreams that I've had that I always dreams want to s- start making stuff and like eventually have like... Kind of like an Etsy page, but obviously like different. Custom right? furniture or something? Yeah, um, but I can't do super intricate stuff. Like, I can do, like, tables and, and dressers and stuff, but I, I can't do, like, stairwells and stuff like that. So I'd eventually like to have, um, like, a page with, like, four or five already made, you know, so people could just... And then have custom stuff, too, but that's that's a whole other thing. It's just right now I'm literally applying for everything that I can think of. Like, I'm not picky. So... So to get into the, the meat of it, I guess. So it's between jobs. You work as an escort. Am I right? Yeah. Okay. So what what about that doesn't require you to have a car? That's the, the first thing I'm curious Escorting? about. Yeah. You just get picked up? Yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> okay, so. You don't. I, I would have thought you'd have to meet clientele at certain places. I'm trying to think of how to start from the beginning with the escort. I've done. I just want, I just want to say this. Mm. Um talking to Melissa this week yeah. and how weird it is to say, hey, I'm doing this interview on Sunday and I've done a lot of research. <laughs> I am now a pro. Really? <laughs> you could do it yourself. Oh. <laughs> but, but, I'd be very niche. Well, but it's, it's a unique 
opportunity because I got the feeling just from what I know about you that you'd be fine with talking about it, yeah. which, which was really cool to begin with. And I'm like, I don't know anything about this. It happens. I, I want to learn. <laughs> so I, I want to learn. You know, same with me being an addict. Like I, I have some people that kind of look down on me for being very open, but like that's kind of my therapy almost is being able to deal with everything. You know, is is being able to be open about it, and I'm I don't regret doing it because I did it. Like I. What is gonna? What is regretting having done it gonna do? I don't see what that's gonna accomplish. All it's gonna do is make me feel like crap. Yeah. And I, I suppose there's nothing. So there's nothing about the entire time that you've been doing it that you would say, like a different decision you would have made. Like I, I know there's got to be mistakes out there. Yeah, I'm trying to make it seem because regret is not the right word. Right. Um, I don't want to do it anymore. No. Now. But I don't regret having done it. Um, I regret uh, having done a ridiculous amount of drugs. Like I started, um, okay, so I was, pres- long story short, I was prescribed Percocet when I was like pre- pretty young. And uh, I obviously became addicted. There's so many people that will argue if you take it properly, you won't, no, you will get addicted. I'm sorry. It doesn't matter who you are you will get addicted over time. That's just what happens I mean, chemically. I think people are more opiates. willing to accept that now with the, the, the epidemic that is going on. Yeah. And the prescriptions <clears throat> are, yeah, definitely a huge issue, even in Canada, yeah. but more oh, so yeah. in the States. Yeah, and I was just having, I've had some bad luck, you know, in my life. Like, I've, I've had some crappy luck. So how I actually got into escorting was... A good place to start. I, I think I was, I was 18. I was just old enough. And um, I had posted, actually, a Kijiji ad for modeling, like, because I wanted to get into modeling. Okay. I, had, I had done a shoot with uh, Brian Youngblood. I'm not sure if he's still doing photography, but he was great. And I really liked it. So I'm like, you know what? Because um, he didn't have time to do food. It was like, it was a trade for ones, right? So he gets to keep the pictures and use them for his portfolio and I get to keep some so nobody pays anybody. It's right when you're in the beginning. Right. <clears throat> and um, so this guy, the only person that I put like a headshot of me, right? Just like, this is what I look like, you know? Because that's all I thought you needed was, hi, this is what I look like I could model, right? So... This guy messages me and he's like, uh, I don't know if this is weird, but would you ever consider uh, prostitution? He didn't even say escort. <laughs> he, he just straight up called it prostitution. And I was like, absolutely not. Like, I was so furious. I was so angry. I'm like, that's so offensive. And who do you think you are? And then I like thought about it for like a week. I, actually, you know what? No, I didn't. I like forgot about it. I'm wrong on that one. I forgot about it. And then like, I was having a hard time affording my writing lessons because um, I, well, I'm 25 now. I had, I had, art, I, yeah, Rosie was mine, my first horse that I had. So, and I was having a hard time affording everything. So I'm like, you know, maybe, maybe I'll try it one time. So I messaged him back and he like, it's like, I didn't even send him that awful message. He's like, cool. When do you want me to meet you? Like, not, not like, you know, you know, don't be so rude. No, just, okay, I'll pick you up. So he actually, really? my parents are, are mad about this. Sorry if you see this. But so he, he came to the house, actually. I was living at my parents Ooh. to, like, interview me. And I told them he was, like, a friend. My mom knows about this, so she was pretty angry. I was young and dumb, and I know that it was not appropriate for everybody who's 
going to be watching this, but it was it was not a good idea. That's something maybe I regret. He was very nice. He looks, he's a giant nerd. He's, he's the last person that you would think would be, I guess, a pimp, I guess you'd call him. Hmm. He definitely didn't have, like, a pimp cane, and he definitely wasn't that. <laughs> no. <laughs> didn't have a crown or anything. He was just the nerdiest, most innocent-looking guy you've ever met, and that hmm. worked in his favor. And it was called My Secret Girlfriend, and I was told that there was a bunch of other girls and that, like, you know, he uh, had drivers for them all. And I was with him for about four months, and I never met one of these other girls except for one. Hmm. Um, so we went to this, I think it was the Admiral Inn in Hamilton. It was not bad. It was a relatively nice hotel. It wasn't, like, shitty or anything. Um, so my first client was this German guy, and I was so intimidated. Like he bought <laughs> he, he bought me a bottle of like Jack Daniels so I could do it because I'm like I'm so nervous. You know, I kind of I had my fun in high school, so I, I was relatively experienced. But this this is a totally different dynamic, like between someone who is paying you. Well, now it's customer service. Right, yeah. and it is though. People don't realize that it's customer service. Like, you know, people whine about it and oh, it's awful and it's not a real job. And I'm like, sorry, it was hard to do. Like, I'm sorry. It took a lot out of you and it's physically demanding, obviously. And uh, he was super nice. It's just like he gave me like white wine and I didn't like white wine, but I was so nervous that I drank like four glasses of it. And I, <laughs> very nice man, had a very thick accent, so that made me more nervous because I couldn't understand him, right? Hmm wanted just normal stuff um and then the second guy that i saw didn't actually want anything sexual he brought me cookies and we sat there for two hours and talked so i i have heard of stories like yeah. that before is that a really common thing where a client is no just i was missing? just gonna say that that kind of got me excited for yeah. thinking that that oh, was like normal oh, okay. but, you know you maybe you go on dates sometimes or maybe you're like i escorted one guy to his bar opening and that was pretty cool but other than that it's literally that's they come there they want sex and they leave that's yeah, that's 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 not true most of them come in and they talk like we talk for most of the time and um then you know we start doing everything sexual but usually honestly most people it's like five minutes of sex and the rest of it's just talking <laughs> i think it's because they know they can't last that long honestly <laughs> uh, yeah that's fair you know your limits stay within it i guess yeah. you get, know, get it's your, just a lesson there if you gotta get your time's worth you might as well just delay it cause. but the funniest thing just jumping ahead a little bit for a second is i've been doing this for a long time but i'm quite a nervous person like i'm sure you can tell i'm very like eh when i'm nervous but i um i just totally forgot where i was going with that where was i jumping ahead to uh, oh yeah um when i have clients that would come in even though i've been doing this for years and it still made me nervous they'd come in and they'd just like sit on the bed and they'd be like okay i want to start i am not used to that i'm used to people laying down i give them a massage because i'm really good at giving massages and you know where are you from what do you do for a living you know what are your hobbies not just like hey what's up let's fuck now please <laughs> See, i don't it's, it's, I, I think even in the right you know regular sex lives of most individuals there has to be a little bit of a build-up yeah and, if, like, and if, even if it's a hookup you gotta like get to know the person a little better else it just yeah doesn't make sense. and like i i'm I, I was always very careful so i had a lot of clients that were pissed off at me because i don't let people eat me out and if they do they're using those gross weird rubber things the dental dam yeah 
I'm not, you can catch, there's so many girls and, and like clients that don't realize that you can get STDs from oral. It's not as likely, but you can get STDs from oral. Herpes first and foremost. Of course. But, but, uh, you can get other. What else? You you can, I'm pretty sure you can get gonorrhea, chlamydia. I'm pretty sure you can get most of those things from oral. It just, it depends, hmm. especially if they're like, if it's, you're a female and they're finishing in your mouth, right? Obviously that's going to go somewhere. Yeah. Um, but you would be surprised, and you'd be surprised the amount of man, men that wanted no condom, like all. It, it's a very strange offer in the sense that, like, I, I guess, I don't know if I'll, I would ever use such a service as an escort just based on the way that my life has been. <laughs> I don't, it, it's never seemed necessary. Maybe I'll be older one day and it'll, it'll make more sense. But, yeah. but <laughs> I don't know. I, I tend to limit the risks in my life enough and that just it's one more thing I don't have to worry about if you yeah. when it comes to protection and I don't, yeah. I don't see especially given the day and age I, that people wouldn't consider it the stand basically the standard yeah you <gasps> think. and I sit there and I lecture these men I'm like yeah. listen to me <laughs> like I turn into a mother like like literally wow. instantly I'm like you need to listen actually that's a turn on <laughs> oh it, it's a turn a lot of them leave there's a lot wow I don't care if you leave I I care the thing is is all the girls that I worked, I'm going to say 99.9% of the girls that I worked with did not give a fuck about any of these people at all. I can swear on this, right? Oh, oh yeah, absolutely. <laughs> they don't care about these clients. They're just money. Just like a lot of clients don't care about the girls. They're just pussy, right? That's, but I am different. I've always cared about my clients. So when someone tells me that they want to do no condom, I'm like, you do realize that like, like I'm clean. But any escort that's willing to do no condom with you is doing no condom with other escorts who are doing no condom with other clients who are doing no condom with other escorts who are doing no condom with other clients and so on. It's already risky enough. It's a cesspool. Going, yeah, it's already risky enough going to a bar and sleeping with someone without a condom. Never mind a, a woman who, who does this for a living, who is willing to do it with no condom with some random guy. So I told people, if you want to do it with no condom, uh, it's about $200 extra. You have to go get tested. You have to bring it with photo ID, and I will sleep with you. No one has done it since. No one. That's a lot of forethought. You know, I don't think you... I need proof. Yeah, that's fair enough. You know, I, I need proof. Do you think that kind of thing would be more reasonable given the, a situation where all of this is just, like, upfront business legal? Like, you have places that are, just, you know, a big building you can go to, and you can sign up for exactly what you want. Just yeah. because then it would be more like the, the pornography industry mm -hmm. where everybody is checked on a systematic yes. basis and it's yeah. not such an individual task at that no point. no like i i get tested uh at least at least once a month when i was working i was getting tested every two weeks although it does take a while for them to, i've i've had a couple condoms break obviously i've been doing this for like what i was i was 18 so almost almost seven years i guess if if you include my two regulars that i've had for the last year I haven't done it like like in a rub and tug or with anybody else really. Just hmm. like I was explaining to him earlier, it's like once in a while if I'm really struggling, maybe I'll see a client or two. But I really just have my two regulars that I don't see as escorting anymore. They're no. my friends. It's how how often do a does a regular usually stick with you? Like at least once, it, at least usually once a week. Once a week. I have one that's a really good friend of mine whose name I'm absolutely not going to mention. Oh and no, I'm, we that's have perfect, been. We've probably been seeing each other for about two or two years now, every wow. week. Yeah, and it's I've went there and stayed the night, and we have dinner, and he's a friend of mine. Do you think that this kind of thing just suits that person's needs so perfectly that they wouldn't want anything else? Yeah, 
Yeah. He's not it. He's he's a little bit older. So he's maybe fifty. Okay. Uh, he doesn't look like it. He's, he's in really good shape. Takes really good care of himself. But he likes being alone. I, I don't think he's ever been married unless I'm. Correct me if I'm wrong. He's he's he wants to watch this. So. Um, <laughs> very welcome. I don't yeah. know if I don't know if he's been married. I don't think so. He doesn't seem like it. But he's very clean, beautiful house. You know. Uh, <laughs> He's seen other girls, and, you know, he has other girls, I think, on the side as well. Um, but he's just never... And you know what? Most of my clients that I see, there's a huge misconception about, you know, people that see escorts being losers. And most of the people I saw were, like, doctors and lawyers. See, my perception's always been it's people with more money that would go or that route. Or work a lot and don't have time to... Traveling, pe people that travel, uh, people that aren't looking for a relationship, um, that aren't looking for the commitment, and people that I call hobbyists who just have a fetish for it. You know? That, Literally. It's just a turn-on for them. Just... To see an escort. The escort itself is the turn or they have specific fetishes that they... Well, there's also people with specific fetishes that, like, whoever won't do for them or they can't mm -hmm. find people that do for them. Um, most escorts won't do much, though, honestly. Most escorts won't do much more than a girl at a bar will, mm -hmm. unless you have money. Putting you and on the spot, what's the weirdest thing somebody yeah, just ask, ask you to do? There's lots of stuff. Um, I really hope my mother doesn't find this <laughs> <laughs> um, I lots of things. Like, Don't forget this. Welcome to our fictional <laughs> podcast. <laughs> All right, back to the. <laughs> You're gonna make me spit up. This is acting. <laughs> um. Okay. So. And scene. I've had a, I've had a couple of things. No, I've had a lot of things. I'm just trying to remember them all. Well, see, uh, I don't know. I have things that I don't find weird anymore because I've done them so. This will be times. interesting. Like I fucked a lot of guys in the ass with strap-ons. That's normal to me now. That it's maybe weird for some people. It, it's not like a thing that's dissociated from sex. Almost. I don't know if it's necessarily a fetish, unless unless they're. Specifically, a submissive type that just—that's all usually they want. Yeah, and that's all. They're submissive. Yeah. Um, but it's—you can call anything a fetish. Literally. I guess there's there's people that uh, say they have an oral fetish and they just like oral. Who doesn't like oral? <laughs> no, it's, actually, it's, I have a guy friend who hates oral. So that's that's the weirdest thing. But anyways, um, I—that wouldn't be the weirdest. Like I've had people that wanted me to pee on them. Yeah. Which I did. <laughs> Um, I had this one guy though that used to get an, it was I always got bladder shy because I find it gross so we do it in like a shower and I'd be like okay can't touch me afterwards you know like you're just gonna go do your thing uh, I'm gonna leave but I would like pee on him and he'd like drink it and I'd like wow. like the whole time uh. but I got used to it I don't care anymore but like it was just <clears throat> and he loved it it was like I don't know juice now as he's <laughs> Drinking your pee. No jacking off. Nothing. No, it's just that's, it's, that's the fetish. Okay. Yeah. Huh. It's it's itself. Like it's just the the urine itself. Um, I've at, I had people ask me to like shit on them. That's something I will absolutely never. No, ever that's going even pretty far. Consider. <laughs> and the other way around too. Like people wanted to do it to me, and I'm like, um, <laughs> no. I had a transvestite show up, which I have a lot of transvestite friends, so this is not against you guys, but I had someone that showed up that I did not know was trans. This was right when I first started and I was so embarrassed. 
because we ask that you tell us some things up front. Like if you're trans, I, I'd, I'd like to know, you know, just, just so that I, you know, I don't get caught off guard and so I don't embarrass myself like I did, right? And yeah. like, I guess you'd call, I don't know, what would I be considered? Is that pansexual where you are attracted to transgenders as well? Pansexual tends to go for you just three. Sec- you, no, it's it's more of like a sexual attraction to basically any, but like you still obviously have attractions to specific features about people, but it's not about any. It goes beyond male, female. It's about that's, other yeah. gender. Yeah, so that's stuff. that's what I am. Yeah. So um, I had no problem with it. It's just this. I didn't realize I was attracted to transgender uh, women or men at that time, hmm. and I had never actually seen one nude before. And she had like these big tits, like big, actually really well done fake tits, hmm. and uh, she's this beautiful Asian lady. But then she had this huge dick, you know, that was actually pretty large for an Asian uh, person. So that was possibly on hormones as well. Maybe, yeah. Oh, for sure. But she, I literally did not know. I had absolutely zero idea until you know we were like doing stuff, and then she got hard. So I, again, which I have no problem with, but I was so shocked because I just had no idea that I laughed, and I. Like, I'm looking at someone's dick, and I laughed at it. So picture being a male. Yeah. It would definitely <laughs> and <me> going, <laughs> you just, It's It would just, definitely be a turn-off. So, it was, like, gone in a second, and uh, she, she actually left quite angry. As I'm going, please, no, I don't, I don't have a problem with you. I don't. It's just I had no idea, and I've never seen that before. <laughs> and I was just so young and so new to it. How? Um... <laughs> How common of an occurrence has it been since that you would, would somebody somebody who's trans would... Never have I had seen with someone since. Really? Hmm. That was the only ever transgender individual that I saw. I think it's because I've worked at a lot of spas and a lot of people are embarrassed. There are a lot of people in general that won't come to spas because it's like you're walking into a spa, you know, if you... Like most of them, like the one I worked at is on Welland Ave, right beside the book depot or book whatever it's called in St. Catharines, and it's like literally on like a giant main street, Max's Massage, right, that I live across. Is it up front, or is it just like a socially well-known thing as to what goes on there? Well, first of all, Max's Massage, everybody knows. (laughs) It's called Max's Massage, you know? Um, (laughs) Same with like seductions, it's like, girls, 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 you know? That one's very blatant. Yeah, it is. Very, very blatant. It's like, yeah, we're a rub and tug, what of it? (laughs) Like, come on in, you know? But, um... There were a lot of people that would contact me via my ad because I would post ads on Backpage as I was at the spa because I never made much money at the spa. And the craziest thing is all these other girls that I'm not having any ego, they are not attractive. And they're saying they're pulling in like a grand a night. Like I think the most I ever made was when I first started. Like you don't make as much money as people make it seem like. It's very hard to make money, especially nowadays. So a spa, like... The one you were at. How does the price breakdown work? What's um, the structure? So what we were supposed to charge was. Uh, so you all considered like self-employed. They don't do any of the advertising. No, they do the advertising. Okay. Uh, it's not very good. Um, I know. I had a woman call me to do photos once. Yeah. And she was going to pay, and it turned into just offering me three of her women for a set period of time. I said no. Were they attractive? <laughs> I didn't That's even get to question. that point because <laughs> the, the money's you're after yeah. at that point. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. you're still paying, yeah. right? Like, if you're not getting money for it, then that means you're paying, right? Yeah. So, a lot of people will 
see that as oh well I'm getting this for free no you're you're actually paying right like you're 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 just getting um, an exchange but I just all of these girls like that's when I start I started smoking crack when I okay so all right let me let me just kind of pull this all in for a second because I'm ADHD so I just go all over the place. I started working after my secret girlfriend, that little tiny itty bitty thing that turns out I was the, the only girl with the pimp. Mm -hmm. Turns out I was the only girl except for one. One girl that I do duos with sometimes that she'd just do coke the whole time. <clears throat> then I realized that there were such things as rub and tugs, okay, which I thought were literally just uh, hands. No, it's everything. <laughs> <clears throat> Although they do exist where it's literally just your hand and nothing else. Um, but so I kind of looked it up on Google and I saw there's one called Pink Pearl, which I should have known from the name that it was kind of ghetto, but so I called the lady, her name's Chanel, her name's not actually Chanel. I guess she was an escort a long time ago <clears throat> and she um, started this business. So it's actually in the same building as a Church of Christ. Wow, well, that's good. That's a good cover-up. Oh, come all you faithful. <laughs> <laughs> Joyful and triumphant. You better stop. No, we're gonna... Okay. <laughs> that was so good! Thank you. That was I so good. I to use that joke. <laughs> so, it's, it's in like... It's on Well and Have too. It's literally... Here's Pink Pearl at the end of, I don't know if you guys know St. Catharines very well. Very well. I live right by there. Okay, so here's Pink Pearl, which is, it's uh, something automotive, something something auto. It's like an auto place. And it's like a, a yard where they fix up cars. And then there's Pink Pearl in that same building and then the Church of Christ in the same building. So the automotive guy rents okay, out the yeah. building, okay? And then literally directly across diagonally is the book depot and right beside it is the 300 um, plaza and they're literally right on the end but it's not obvious because I actually convinced them to get an open sign like that lights up because yeah, nobody... there's, there's the one on bunting uh, that always says spa open as well and it's mm. always on the side of the this road. one just says open well that works too. and then it says Niagara social engagements on the front and we'd answer the phone like it was what were we supposed to be we were supposed to be like uh, you'd pay and You'd come in the room and talk to us for a certain amount of time. But you that said way. that to a certain extent that people have done that before. That is true. So I usually don't have my clothes on, but that is true. But that's that's between two consenting adults. That's why I was. I'll get to the whole I charge per time, not per act thing in a bit. <clears throat> um, but so I started working at Pink Pearl, and um, it was just awful. It, it's uh, <laughs> it's not a good example of like it's not professional rub and tug it's like the carpets are so old and there's like holes in them and burn marks and like the the walls are like chipping and there's like holes in the drywall and it's what i got super excited there because i'm just so excited to explain how awful this place is it's like you, you walk through the and front it's still door in business right yes okay. she, she's been open for about 15 years now it's because she's successful. Low maintenance. No, costs. it's it's successful because it's cheap. Yes. That's it's street hookers in a building. Yeah. Well, that's the best. That's the best way to explain. At least it. when it rains, they don't get wet. 
and to be fair, I will say this. I feel for the girls that are, are at that point in their lives where they, they have to work on the street. And I've had people tell me there's no difference. You're fucking people for money. Yes, I am. But uh, I'm still not on the street. Um, I, I think as a even just a business model, we're, you know, clearing people back in backgrounds online or just going through things like that. There's yeah. so many things you can do that make it more professional yeah. than um, having random a, chance. a bodyguard, you know, uh, having professional quarters to work out of, um, not going, Hey buddy, $10, I'll suck your dick. Like there's a difference. You know, I like to think, um, $10, <laughs> if you want to get herpes, yeah, <laughs> I get herpes. <laughs> you get herpes for $10. But it's, it's a bargain. <laughs> well, and they charged the way they charged it was. But this, she so okay at Studio Seven B, which is the other place I worked at, they had like a basis like you have to charge at least this much. With Pink Pearl, you could only charge this much. So she made us charge one twenty for the half hour, and she took sixty. We were getting sixty dollars full service. So full service means I've researched this. Sex, yeah, and foreplay as well. Yeah, uh, hmm. extras are obviously extra. Um, I've learned all the the letterings. All inclusive, we call it. All inclusive for sixty fucking dollars. Um, for a half minute. Yep, and then uh, and then people like when I was at the other place, they usually get like an hour, so we had time to talk or whatever. Um, and then she made us charge, what was it, 160 for the hour, so then we got like 100 bucks for an hour. Like, I, I can't rationalize that. Um, that how, how much of this is, are you fitting in, in a day at that point? Like, when I was doing it? Yeah. Uh, I had to have like a good 10 or 12 clients to be able to make money. Really? Well, okay, but is that an hour each? Or? <laughs> it was usually a half hour because people were Half cheap. hour each, okay. So... Six hours, six hundred dollars. What what are the the costs on your end associated with it? I know makeup is a big thing if you're going to be using it every day at work. Well, honestly, I, I wear the same amount of makeup. Okay. To work, I don't really wear makeup honestly. To be like, if I do lipstick. That's it. I'm pretty comfortable with. Uh, my face is like a little cute face, but then I have like this outrageously like it's almost like a comic drawing body, and that's not me having an ego. It's true. I know it's true. Like I have like this tiny waist and it's big ass and big legs and big tits. I don't know where it came from, <laughs> but I use, I, I learned to use it. Right. But like, I just, it, the biggest cost was getting there. It was usually, cause I was living in Waynefleet, So it was. Okay. Yeah. That makes sense. If I was doing like speedy, it was like 50 bucks each way. So that's a hundred okay. bucks just to get there. Yep. Uh, food. Cause they'd never let you leave to get food. So you had to order food in. Um, why Why would they be able to hold you back and say that you can't go out? Because we didn't have a set lunch, so if we missed a client, that's on us. That's uh -huh. costing them money. It's just the it's just same bullshit. Hmm. Um, there wasn't much cost, but... What about bringing food? Well, I like to bring it. Yeah, yeah, but girls would steal it. Oh. Because <laughs> most of those girls that were there are seeing clients t to go run out and meet their dealer, which I did. Oh yeah, we were talking about me smoking crack. So, I was at this place. You guys, it's gonna be a hard, hard. I don't know if you realize it's gonna be hard to follow along, but um, it's riveting. I'm trying to keep it kind of, you know, in, in a row here. But so I started there, and it was miserable. And 
this isn't her real name anyway. So Rachel, this late, this girl who's literally been working there, I think since Chanel opened Pink Pearl, like she's probably like forty six or something, forty seven, and she's a little haggard, but she's still <laughs> doing it. <laughs> she's like one of those girls with small boobs, but somehow they droop like super low, like lower than mine, and I'm an E. I don't know how that's possible. Like hers, they go in like that triangle, like. Neep. You know, those different skin and elasticities between people, I yeah, guess. Yeah, it's just, it was, yeah. Gravity's been a little harsh. Yeah, on her specifically. Um, but anyways, nice girl uh, was trying smoking crack. So for some reason, I thought that was a grand idea to try it, you know, once. I'm like, oh, I'm going to do it once. Yeah, for sure. And the funniest thing is I hated the high. It was so just awful like you just felt like you're like gonna crawl I did meth too but it wasn't as bad like crack is just like and you're like oh what's going on who's over there and you can't focus and that's why people get so paranoid mm -hmm. so I'm like oh my god someone's outside and you genuinely think that someone's outside especially if someone puts that idea in your head and then I guess the dopamine crash that followed is probably the biggest issue it was so hard to sleep like yeah. I I was actually dating douchebag at the time but we were together for like four and a half years but um he the way I was on it for about I think six months and I am 175 pounds right now and I went down to 98 pounds oh wow in six months oh. <clears throat> so uh I was doing that I was I was doing the I'd get a client um I'd see them, and I'd get by, and then I'd run out and I'd meet my dealer. And then I'd get a client, get by, I'd meet my dealer, because I never had enough money for a substantial amount, so I was just kidding. But I don't know what, it was all mental addiction. I was, I was not physically addicted to this drug. It was all mental, because what, I hated it. So what would you say the difference between the two is, and have you ever been physically addicted to anything? With crack and meth? The difference between those, or the difference between or just, What's the difference between physical and mental addiction oh, in your um, mind? So the, the weirdest thing is that mental addiction can present itself physically as well. But I mean chemically, physically addicted, like opiates. Like withdrawals? Yeah. Yeah, okay. That's um, fair. Now, methamphetamine, I don't think, is physically addicted, but I, addictive, but I had withdrawals. Like, I saw things, and I had a lot of auditory hallucinations. Um, hmm. But with crack, it's like I got off of it, and I just got off of it. I actually got off of it because the guy I was dating, Brad, he, uh, he tried it couple times and then I like I watched him like one day I, I didn't really do any and I, I watched him picking through the carpet like I think I found a piece and I was like I can't do this to people that I care about even though he made the decision it's I was influencing that decision by me doing it you know so as soon as I saw someone that I well at least I thought I loved <laughs> um picking through like carpet because I'd sit there for hours like oh I think that's a piece like it was brutal it was bad like it's bad um with meth, I just stayed in my house and picked at my face. Um, I literally wouldn't leave the house because one time I stayed up for 13 days. And uh, then I crashed, and that's actually how I got off of it because I fell asleep for two days. Oh, so and you I, skipped some of the withdrawal. Yeah, and I woke up and I was, able to, I was able to get off of it. But mental is really just, again, you can get like addicted to cheese. Yeah. Whatever the, whatever the example would be. Um, but with physical, it's, and people will argue this, and I will argue it every day. You can, you will get addicted, no matter what you do, if you're taking opiates every day. Even if it's a small amount, 
you will grow tolerant and you will grow addicted. Mm-hmm. Chemically, scientifically, it's a fact. I, I think the only case that I've heard of where it's just a normal occurrence is if you're in the hospital and they have to give you morphine or something like that, mm-hmm. usually people are fine afterwards and they it don't... depends on how long they're on it for. That too. If you're in the hospital for a couple of weeks, I guess it could change yes. things. Yes. The way it works is after three days, you start to get addicted. Yeah. But it depends on how long you're on it because you will withdraw, but you may not notice it. If, mm-hmm. it's, if you've only been on it for a little while, you may have like a headache and maybe a little hot for a day depending on why you were on it you may just write right. it off as i'm in the hospital yeah, i'm sick so right like opiates were created for okay i don't you know what i think they were created knowing they were awful but regardless they're supposed to be for like um serious injuries and illnesses and cancer and open heart surgeries and uh even dental stuff is great but for like two three days mm-hmm. not months like like this is how people get addicted this is how i got addicted and then I just suddenly, once I got addicted to opiates, I was just like suddenly okay with doing all these other drugs. Like it was definitely a gateway. I never thought about doing drugs before I was prescribed really? opiates. No. Well, okay. I mean, people usually say marijuana is the gateway drug. I what, would agree with that, but what, that's for uh, me personally. What experience do you have with that? Like, did you smoke weed as a teenager? Yeah. yeah. Once in a while. And it, I don't know, just a passive thing? Yeah. It was fun sometimes. Uh, you know, if, if I had the time. If, if I had, um, like, the ability, if I wasn't busy, if I wasn't doing anything the next day, like, I was big about, like, even though I'd be fine, realistically, but... A lot of a lot of people, even that I work with, will say if they, because some of them do smoke weed, if they do it, like, on a work night or something, they feel off the whole next mm-hmm. day, which is interesting. Cause yeah. I, I've also heard a lot of people say it's so much more mild than everything else, but at the same time, people... It, it affects you. It gets Again, I'm going to say this now, is it depends on you so a lot of the drugs that i did i was trying to escape from uh you know awful things that happened to me when i was younger um you know i've had a shitty time so i think that um well and and people really like to monsterize addicts like they like to well it's your choice and you know just get off of it and it's it's not that simple sometimes like it's it's most of the people that are doing this are trying to escape and yes you are the only person that can get yourself off nobody can you can't help people that can't help themselves Mm. so i understand when the people that cared about me like my family still stuck with me even though like when i was smoking crack it was obviously extremely obvious like i look at photos of me and i was literally a skeleton like it was disgusting but you know, like my best friend, Bill. Hi, Bill. Um, he, Hi, Bill. <laughs> he, um, he was really there for me and he knew that I was doing it. And, you know, he'd say, you know, you got to stop doing this. and You're getting really thin. I, I literally did not see it. I physically did not see that I was losing weight, hmm. like 80 pounds. I did not see it. Why do you all. think that is exactly? Because the other thing was, I wasn't doing it 24-7. Like, I was doing it every day. But it was usually just when I went to work. And I think it's because I was having a hard time dealing with the whole escorting thing. Because no matter the fact that I don't regret it, it's it still fucked me up mentally, for sure. Like, it definitely had an effect on my mental state. Because hmm. um, you got to think, right? You're sleeping with people for money. How do you rationalize that? Right? Like... You're selling your body for money, but I didn't. I still don't really see it as that. But subconsciously, obviously, I think that because that's what society's telling me, and that's what 
you know, everybody's telling me, so you're subconsciously, you're going to, you're going to think that. But, um, when I got off of what I, like when I stopped smoking crack, it wasn't hard at all. I just kind of just was like, this is stupid. I hate the high. I'm spending hundreds upon hundreds upon hundreds of dollars on it. Like I could have had savings and mm-hmm. like within those six months, I probably spent a good eight grand, if not more. That's incredible. And that's not even that much compared Did to you have to go into girls. debt to do that or were you able to keep up with it with the, nope. the work? I didn't buy it if I didn't have money. Okay. I was, I've but never had it. find a way to get money. I found a way to get money, yeah. you know, but I made sure never to get like a credit card or anything because as an addict, I don't think I'd trust, like now I would, I'm sober now. Um, but back then I wouldn't trust myself with a credit card. I'd be pulling like thousands out and like they're gone. Right. Um, but yeah, so I started and stopped that when I was at Pink Pearl and then, uh, I, I've, I had the whole fight for a couple of years where I was going back and forth from Pink Pearl to Studio 7B. Because when I went to Studio 7B, which is right diagonally across the street, I um, it was better. Like, it was more classy. It was, uh, we did the minimum one, I think it was 160 for the half hour and then 220 for the hour. That's minimum. Um, I usually charge a little bit more. It depended on what it was, right? And so, tips, right? And... <laughs> They don't tip. No. Maybe that'll improve too if it was more of a legal upfront operation. I think the internet has ruined it. Yeah. Speaking of the internet, I do want to cover this because we have a funny way of talking to people as big thing. I mean, tend to happen, and we we lucked out. We're talking to somebody who has experience with it. And while we were actually in Florida, again, having done the research. A big website that she has dropped already called Backpage yes. got seized by the government, mm-hmm. making it incredibly harder for because it, it, it's yeah. no longer functioning. Yeah. So now there's, and I, I don't know what's left out there, but now there's mm-hmm. not that big entity that was a good filter. See, I don't know how people are going to do it now because I don't really do it like I said now. You know, like all I have are my mm-hmm. two regulars, but like. How the fuck are these girls gonna get clients? Like, unless these unless know, these clients already have her number, yeah. Or if they're going, maybe the Rub and Tugs got more popular, mm. but the Rub and Tugs also depended on Backpage. Full disclosure, I'm just gonna try. I'm just gonna <laughs> Google Escorts Niagara, Melissa. It's if you're, when you're going through his phone later. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'm um, witness. Uh, <laughs> I, I know that I'm people, people were using Craigslist for a long time for, for See, listings. I and Craigslist is still they, around. But they keep up with it now, so that you can't make postings yeah. like that as much. Craigslist was so ghetto. Like, yeah. the clients you'd get from Craigslist are the clients that are going to kill you. You know? Wow. Like, those are the... They are shitty clients. Escort nine. And honestly, I think Backpage, they're going to... It's going to come back up in another version. It has to. Well, it made so much money. They, those ads to post were fucking expensive. Like, you had to pay by Bitcoin, right? Yeah. Uh, I didn't used to have to. We could use to just use our debit or visa hmm. now we have to go to the stupid machine or the way you had to buy bitcoin for us you had to go to this bit whatever the hell the company was called you had to find people that were selling it it was like whatever on the dollar it was just like 70 cents on the dollar which was a lot and that was oh, like a that was cheap oh so where's this niagara at? escort first no one. that's diamonds though <laughs> diamonds yeah, is their own agency but i mean Right off the bat, I found diamonds. There's Niagara.5Escorts.com. Those are places that reshare Backpage ads. So I bet you they've taken a hit, too. 
Oh, they have. Like, the thing is, I can't get a lot of my ads down because I wanted to take them down, and I can't because these fucking websites have shared my ads, which hmm. I don't know if maybe they were trying to help, but... Posted I, a month ago, so none of them are current. Because holy backpage. shit. Yeah, it's all dead. It's a big ass. That was. Now, the only thing I could think that's comparable, and it's a different industry, was the old Silk Road website for, mm. for the, you know, if you want to purchase drugs or anything yep. else illegal. And when that got shut down, so far as I know, there's still nothing of a comparable scale that exists anymore. It uh, And it's been a long time since Silk Road was shut down. Something has to come up. It's too big of an industry that depends on ads. With drugs, List you can walk up. around word of mouth. You know? Yeah, I'm, I, I suppose it's easier to get. With escorts, nobody goes around, hey, do you know anywhere I could find a good pussy? <laughs> and she has to be blonde, you know, big tits. <laughs> You're like, oh yeah, buddy, I know, just girl right down the street. No, like it's it really depends on advertisement. Um, I'm just, it's got to be the rub and tugs that are doing it all now. What about list crawler? I don't know. It exists. The posts are current. Uh, there is a 28 year old who says she's naughty, sexy, and ready to play tonight. Um, What's it say? What's it say? I want to see it. 5'3", 120 pounds. pounds. Blonde hair, hazel eyes, 100, half hour. That's cheap. In call, 120 for the half hour. Out call, $8 for a quickie. Ew. She's gross. <laughs> Is there a lot of infighting, I guess, between girls that just so I, have really I, low I'm opinions of each other? I'm going to guess and yeah. say that that's probably her. But the first picture that she has is it's, probably It might be. Not it might be. Hold on. Photography could... And I mean, really, buy a professional photographer for your modeling shoots. Yeah. She has you can look a fantastic. nice toned stomach. Um, her hair is garbage. Welcome to Review Escort. We should make a segment. <laughs> review and Escort today. <laughs> today on Review and Escort, we're awesome. doing blondes with small tits. <laughs> like Don't this. not to be confused with blondes with big tits. <laughs> blondes with it could tits. be her. It I think she's more toned than that. I don't think she's that thin. Her stomach looks quite toned. I don't know why she'd want to use another picture unless that that could be her. I have pictures of me that people don't believe are me. So. Zoomgirls.net. Sorry to spare you all on the, the images. I mean, we usually try to link images of things, but I think we're going to pass this time. I'll link them below. <laughs> it's it's <laughs> nice. Comment section. You look up. <laughs> if you're ever looking up Niagara Escorts. Yeah. <laughs> Max80.com.niagara.listcrawler.com. Yeah, just Holy write hell. that all down. <laughs> I just... Uh, what were you asking before and I cut you off? I can't remember. You were saying I don't know either. All these I have a very short-term memory for that. I, I mean, I when this podcast memory. is done, I will have no idea what we talked about. Me now. either. I have short-term memory loss, so I understand. <laughs> I remember. I'll, I'll get to edit it, so I'll get to hear it again. Yeah. That's true. Until then. Um, I just like... It's just such... A, oh, you were asking if there's a lot of fighting. Oh, yeah. Like, uh... I can mm. see there being a lot of internal disputes. Holy shit. <laughs> it is, again, like I said, 99% drug addict, mm -hmm. gross, skeezy. So I'm thinking like high school girl drama, but multiplied by oh, fuck. drugs yeah. and money. I had someone that tried to poison me with rubbing <laughs> alcohol. Oh my. So this girl didn't like me, and I didn't realize that she was psycho. And she gave me like a drink of... Uh, vodka because it was Friday, right? She's like, "Do you want a drink?" And I, I drink straight, so I, of course, took the whole thing. It was like a half, half of a like a like a 
what would you call it? Those, um, like a Julian glass from Trailer Park Boys, like probably at least half full. So oh. I chugged it because I'm like, that's all the alcohol I have. It's Friday. Mm-hmm. And it was rubbing alcohol. You so, figured that out right away? Yeah. Oh, it like it went down and I went, uh, and I was like, uh, <laughs> I just, I didn't know it was wrong. I thought it was the strongest vodka I'd ever had, mm-hmm. but then I can't make myself throw up. I, when I was in high school, I had, you know, bad body image issues so i wanted to be bulimic for a day and i couldn't because no. I, I couldn't make myself vomit so here i am oh and a client had just picked me right so i just taken this i'm like oh it's friday the client was in the room i'm screaming at the top of the lungs to, for the owner helen to come help me because i'm like there's something wrong like i i just drank this and there's something very wrong like it felt like my stomach was on fire mm-hmm. so i'm sitting there trying to make myself vomit and I couldn't so Helen shoved a fucking toothbrush down my nice. throat it hurt more coming up than it did going down I'll tell you that a little bit less than acetone in your blood though. oh my god yeah. and I'm I'm bawling my eyes out because like just because I cry when I throw up I think a lot of people do that but um and this poor client comes out of the room like what's going on he's all freaked out because like it's probably sound if like you hear room. screaming yeah. in a rub and tug it's not good even though it's relatively professional it's we be like, whoa, we're going to get out of here. Yeah. Um, and I was okay, but this girl swears up and down that, oh, it wasn't even mine. And I'm like, okay, but you said it was yours. And would I like a drink? Like, you literally said that word for word. And, uh, yes, yeah, so that was fucking terrifying. But, see, those places are known for, like, I actually had a client uh, rape me a couple of years ago. And uh, I... um. It's long story short. I'm over it now, but I think it's interesting to talk about okay. because uh, like where you guys are kind of stunned. But um, where did it start? To, so where, when did, was the defining moment? Was it an ongoing relationship? No, just once. Okay. So this was when I was at Pink Pearl, and he's they call him Mister Clean. He's like this really tall guy, super bald, very aggressive, like just naturally very uncomfortably aggressive. Okay. And uh, I'm just kind of talking about how little these people usually care about the people that are working for them right so they uh it was just the one lady that owned this spa like pink pearl she just it's just just her she's no husband or anything as far as i know and this guy none of the girls showed up but i was there from day shift and i do like 14 hour shifts like lots of girls would do doubles which are 14 hours straight sounds brutal yeah it is and uh Nobody came in for night shift. So I'm like, I want to go home. And she's like, no, I got the cameras. And then she made me, she said she'd fire me if I didn't stay. So long story short, not to go through the gruesome details, but he, uh, he wanted anal and I said no. So he hit me over the back of the head and then he did it anyways. He gave me, he threw money at me when he was done. So Hmm. Chanel considered that not right because he paid me. That's what she told me. That's a very weird standard to approach. I don't think money. eh. No. Mm-mm. No, it doesn't help. No, still rape. I don't care what anybody says, but especially the the violent part of the the beginning of it that you had not consented to the hitting I in the back consent. of the head. It's as simple as that. Yeah. Um, but it just kind of shows how little that place cares about the people that work for them. Because she's like, well, he paid you, and escorts can't be raped. I what? I'm just. I was just so shocked. But then where the story is leading to is when I worked at Studio 7B, I saw him. He came in the door and he picked me. This was like two years later. Okay. Mm-hmm. And I walk in the room and I'm like, 
can I fucking help you? Like, I was furious. I'm like, why? Why are you... I thought he was, like, here to apologize or something. Or I was drunk or... He's like, what? What do you mean? I'm like, do you even know who I am? He's like, no, I've never met you before. I'm like, are you fucking oh, serious? He's probably done that many times. Many times. Right? So, therefore, I got angry. He picked another girl, and I begged her not to go in there with him because I'm like, he's going to hurt you. He's going to hurt you. He's going to hurt you. Um, now, I am a submissive. Like, definition of submissive. You know, punch me in the face, break my jaw. I'm fine with it as long as I'm consenting. Sure. Okay? I'm Real okay with being hurt. Uh, I'll write that down. <laughs> But I didn't get, I didn't consent to him. Um, so this girl, of course, came running out. He'd actually broken her wrist. And uh, <sighs> I guess he didn't get to the point where he, well, because there's, uh, I don't know if they're going to watch this. I don't care. I don't like them anyways. Except for Jamie. I love you, Jamie, the owner's husband. Amazing Hi, guy. <laughs> um, he heard whatever was happening like because the walls are very thin so you could hear everybody fucking everybody in all the other rooms it's just a clusterfuck it, it is and jamie came fucking kicked in the door he's like he's like fucking good six foot seven big biker guy nicest sweetest cuddliest giant teddy bear ever but like he picked him up by his collar and threw him out the door um because they are a legal business so he doesn't want to of course he probably obviously wanted to do something else to him but um it was just like when on the topic of fighting too, like there's girl the girls just didn't care, just like the owners most of the time, didn't actually care about the clients. There's lots of people that are good at acting like it, yeah. you know, but they just I don't know if it's their way of rationalizing it, like they're not human and you know, they're they're almost subhuman and hmm. you know, they're not worth care about but I care about everybody that I've ever seen. Like I I I had regulars that you know how how's how's the kids and you know like it's, it's just even in like re just the regular life of everybody doing their normal minimum wage jobs the companies at least want you to have the illusion everybody's got to agree to the illusion that we care about the customers and yeah. we care about this and that and then you know the, your safety matters and all this stuff mm. so it i guess yeah it doesn't have to exist in that world necessarily no but i just it's i actually care about the customers like i work in an avondale right now and most of them don't give a shit but i actually do still you know so i don't know if that's just me but i've got most of the fights i've gotten in were over my clients and people making fun of them hmm. like i had um a south african gentleman i cannot remember his name because this was years ago but he was you know quite a bit older and he had he, he couldn't, he, there was a language barrier there. So he had left my room. He used to come to see me and he'd write me these songs, like these love songs. It was, he was super sweet, super, super sweet guy. I loved seeing him. And he had walked out and he walked into the bathroom where one of the girls with paper only had one shower and one bathroom for everybody. Hmm. At Studio 7B, we had a bathroom in each room, which makes sense. It does. This girl had left the door wide open, and this poor guy was walking in the bathroom, and she starts screaming, Get the fuck out, you fucking pervert, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, you left the door open, and you're in a business. When I shower, I'll lock the door, or I don't care when people walk in. It's going to happen. Mm -hmm. And he was so freaked out. Like, she's, like, running after him, like, screaming at him, and I'm like, don't talk to my client like that. Like, what's wrong with you? It's an interesting relationship, because a lot of clients might think, yeah, that the the women that they're seeing are less than human or whatever, but it goes the other way too, where the clients are these low lives yeah. now, which, yeah. It, which I think actually happens more yeah. than the clients thinking about leave the girls. 
I think. Almost because it's probably a, a bit of a group mentality where like you can disassociate yourself from the clients. Whereas clients are in the individual basis. They're going to try to approach things more individualistically, I think. Yeah, I guess because they're just seeing you, right? You're seeing a bunch of people, mm-hmm. a bunch of different people. That you can and put into categories. Yeah, and, and for people to, for people to um, be able to, I guess, deal with it. I guess, because you do. Everybody, no matter who you are, you still have to deal with it because there is, there's hard things about it, you know? And it's dangerous. It's always dangerous. No matter what you do, it is dangerous. It's either STDs or someone could become violent. Um, you know, I've had people that were too drunk. On the topic of danger, yeah. it, I mean, working in, a, working in a massage parlor or rub and tub or whatever, mm. there's a, even a, existence of a fake boss at the very least Mm. but legal ramifications for something like that like Mm. if you get robbed you can't do like what's the what's the what do you do Uh, no actually no no we've we've had okay for being robbed specifically i think so i think you're kind of fucked there but we have had people that have gotten in fights we've had a lot of uh husbands coming in and finding their wives working, um, beating up the client, even though the client had no fucking idea. I'm sorry, if I was married, which I'm not, um, I certainly wouldn't tell my clients, just like my clients that are married usually don't tell you that they're married, right? Um, I've had, we actually had two women bust in and fucking rip their husband out of the room. (laughs) Wow. Um, But we've had the police have to come. Now, they did try to, like, can I see your ID? I'm like, for what? What do you need my ID for? They're like, well, can we see it? I'm like, no. Why do you need my ID? Is there a legal reason? They're like, no. I'm like, okay, sorry. I'm not giving you my ID. That's not happening. <laughs> but the thing is, is that, honestly, the police know. I would hope the police know where every rub and tug is. They don't care. They're being paid. Who do you think's paying? The owners of the spas are yeah. The government knows. That's a big conspiracy. It's not, though. I've, I've not. literally heard owners talking to policemen and paying them to keep it quiet. Or paying them to keep them safe. Hmm. Keeping, like, uh, you know, um, homeless people and drug addicts out of the back alley. Because, like, the uh, 300 Wound Ave was, like, a... Um, it's, a, like, it's a plaza, right? So there's a big alley behind it. And... Um, there were people that liked to go, you know, smoke crack back there and stuff like that. So, the police know. Hmm. It's it's simple as that. I don't know if all so, the police know. Yeah, it I was gonna just say like certain. It might just be certain officers. Because I was thinking like at the, yeah. at the level of the police station itself. Brothels are legal now, though. The, I know to a certain extent. Yeah. There's certain yeah. There's certain restrictions. It's a bit weird in Ontario. We, yeah, we. I was there when we we won when I was like still doing it right a couple years ago. We won. Oh, we can have a brothel. And we don't really have to worry about it as much. So, hmm. um, it's, they protect it like any other business, right? Like it's. There's the the tax. I mean, if you're running it like a business, then you are a tax-paying yep. business. Yes, Even if it's a cash business, I'm assuming you're paying some sort of tax. So you are contributing to the local economy. Yeah, they pay taxes. They pay extent. their taxes yep. just like normal people. Um, you know, they rent the building just like normal people. Yeah, they pay their taxes just like normal people. But when you go, I'm assuming you're not saying it's $180 an hour plus tax. Taxes no. worked into the price. That's, yes, yes, it is. Because I, I don't know where they would scan it between my tits. I... 
Just right here, sir. Type <laughs> <laughs> in your pen. You could get a tattoo of a barcode. Huh? You'd be like, oh, this one on the shoulder, not this one. <laughs> you, you would think that with, uh, <laughs> with <laughs> um, modern technology and modern payment methods being so use, easy access. Use a square. Yeah. Use a square because you don't. You can yeah. name that. You can name your company or the square kind of whatever you want. So yeah. it could be. Yeah. Uh, uh, Sixty nine grocers and. Your wife might think, Jesus, he buys a lot of fucking groceries, but he'd be able to do it that way. So yeah. we're in a good time where escorts can very easily That would take. stop people from going, oh, I, I didn't take enough money out. It's, it's okay. Like, well, Visa, go ahead. Put it right in the machine. Visa, MasterCard, cash check, debit, credit, unborn child. It works. <laughs> I'm not Rumpelstiltskin. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> no, it's... Um, I, I think that that's an avenue that people should take. I don't know. No, want to give. I don't know if people would want to be their spending tracked, even though it's you can yeah. name it whatever you want. There are people yeah, that but, would but, not even write me reviews, but because they were still, worried that it'd be tracked back to them. Even they're still it, tracking technically. Like if I took, if I took money out at three o'clock in the morning. Well, yeah, yeah. There's I'm just saying. Still, I'm just saying that you could make up some. Uh, you know, I took money out and was. I don't know. I don't know. You can do something, but like, my point is, is that people aren't rational with it. Like again, I don't have very many reviews online, even though I'm never planning on getting back into it. Like actually, again, you know, like I, I just have my regulars or whatever. Do you have a, you have a web? Not that we're going to promote it. But do you have like an aggregate of reviews that you? There's only a couple I can access because some of them are through Golden Triangle Review Board and I can't get on it because oh. I have to make an account and they won't accept my request for some reason. So the only ones I've ever seen were friends who don't start doing that. Yeah, sorry. Were friends that have um, an account. Well, the reason why I'm denied is because I went to go make one at one of my client's houses, an account. And I guess he already had an account. So when I tried to make the account, um, or no, he tried to post a review for me, sorry. So I already had an account. He tried to post a review from his account on the same computer. They fucking posted where he had put their um, review. They took it down and said this came from the same IP address as Vivian. Think multiple accounts. Yeah, okay. So that shows people that People think that I wrote the fucking review. So that screwed me over for quite a while. So people okay. thinking that I wrote my own review, right? Which is really bad. Yes. <laughs> like if someone did that, like yes. that's really bad. Um, I have one review that I don't like that says I am a... Uh, it said that he had a good time, um, but that I am a big-bodied woman more so than in my photos, which I don't agree with. I think I look exactly the same as in my photos. So I had a lot of people asking me, like, was I bigger than I was in my photos? And I'm like, no. And they're like, well, why does this? A lot of people depend on reviews, but most people won't write reviews because they think that their wife's going to track it and yeah. or whatever. I it's, just, it's probably like a, any review where you, the good reviews don't get posted because they, they just bad. enjoy the whatever they had. And then yeah, the bad they reviews just enjoyed gonna, it, right? The like bad reviews just, show up because someone has an opinion. Yeah, there. that's the biggest bad review I had, though, was just that... I'm bigger than I looked in my photos, but I'm not. How so. bad can an orgasm be? How bad? Yeah, you're right. Right? I guess. Yeah. Like, I mean, still at the end I'm of the sure, day. Sorry. I'm sure there's lots of clients that obviously don't finish it. They have some 
other thing they're getting off on, but yeah, yeah, it's true. Going back to the to the pricing topic, that's a it's an interesting thing, and this is with respect to male and female escorts, but there's no like who is there a board that sets the price of sex. It sounds to me like it's just pure capitalism. It's, you know, how much you, yep. is someone willing to pay for this act and am I yeah. okay with that? I, I remember know. watching a documentary on Netflix about escorts in Vegas and there's this... Oh, are they all the really sad documentaries? Well, it's a lot of sad all documentaries. All the documentaries this year are so sad. But the, <laughs> the documentary, Pimp's driving around and he's, and he's talking about it like it's just he's selling fish at a market. Yep. Like yep. he says... Ah, uh, you know, after the recession, the price of pussy went down. Like it, it definitely <laughs> went down. And you used to be able to get like two, and now now you have people doing like sixty bucks stuff like that. It's really just it's just driving it down. So like at one point, I think there was a pussy Nasdaq, and <laughs> a blue book. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's or something. It's I think it's based on the area and the the class system. You know what kind of people live in the area and um, uh, what do they make a year it's like bars same thing you're looking at what kind of uh, people do we have around here and uh, like I they always just tried to have one curvy girl like I'm always the curvy girl but then they had a couple and like I guess we all blend together but I don't think so because I'm the only one with actual curves like all these other girls were just overweight which is fine there's a market I think oh, there's yeah. a difference than overweight and curvy. I think lots right? of men will uphold that argument and say that yes, there is an absolute there difference. There is a difference. Yes. You yes. know, I have a small stomach. That means I'm not overweight. You know, unless well, unless I had like elephantitis of my legs or something, that's obviously different. But, yeah. um, but it's if you have more than one curvy girl, we just I guess they just blend together. Everybody wants these tiny little girls, and I think it's all because it makes them feel dominant. And more yeah. masculine. Being able more... to, I mean, I, I've had smaller sexual partners, and they've. You're relatively it, it, small yourself too, so that's probably. Yeah. Well, I'm I'm almost six feet. Yeah. But I mean, I just the, mean the, yeah. Oh yeah, I'm quite skinny. I'm not mm -hmm. overweight or anything, but it's yeah. yeah it is. I, yeah. In, I didn't mean that as an insult. It is an interesting dynamic a... being able to be able to move somebody around and do yeah. things you otherwise wouldn't be able to. Yeah, like people, most people can't pick me up. <laughs> that's not a. That's not, or at least not comfortably, no. you know, I'm um, going, yeah, this is super easy and I can just throw you around. It's like most people I can throw around, <laughs> but that's a hard one. I'm a sub too, right? So yeah. like I'm a submissive and sometimes, and I seem to be more attracted to like, I don't like like over the top, uh, ridiculously steroided out muscles. Like I like someone that's like toned, you know, toned and. But I seem to really go for the smaller guys too. Like just small, not not like short, but like just smaller build. For some reason, I've always been, even though I'm a sub. So you'd think you want somebody that's that I'd go tougher. for someone that's. But see, I don't think that looking. I don't think that toughness and aggression is size. I've no, been, but it, for, as far as sex goes, it really is getting mm, into an act. It's, yeah, it's very different. It's, I've I've been more fucked up in the bedroom by small guys than I have big guys for the most part because usually the big guys seem to be like "Ooh, I don't want to hurt you and the little guys are like I gotta do my best <laughs> and then they you know but then the big guys are like like that and I'm like <laughs> absolutely not like you need to like wind back like as hard as you can like I can't I'm like yes you can 
and they don't because they just don't listen to me they think I don't know I know my body people out there that are watching this I'm yeah. aware of what I can take it, it catches you off guard I guess as a, as a male just because going around a lot of women are they want a very gentle experience and that I've had women that like literally slap me in the face yeah. right now yeah. decently hard and yeah. it's like oh okay yeah and it takes it takes some warming up to oh it. well for sure I totally agree like it's not something that's like average or something that's um normal by by any definition of the word but it's I just I just have to like sit there and convince these guys like just 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 hit me please hmm. like just just throw me against that wall or I, I guess if if that's already their their kink and that's the thing that they're into they're gonna know what to do it's hard for me to find people that like that B- I, I, can't, I can't be like hi nice to meet you are you into BDSM <laughs> like, it's pro it's probably the most generalized character like characteristic in the king community like it's I, I think I Fifty Shades of Grey kind of ruined it though yeah because I know Hollywood maybe they have a false now. perception of it now first yeah. of all. People watching, Fifty Shades of Grey is like, that's not even rough sex. Okay, I'm sorry. Like, he had all the tools. He didn't fucking use them. I didn't see him use any of those awesome whips and chains and hooks. All he did was use a paddle at the end, and she cried, and she left. That That's, sorry. Spoiler, that's, spoiler alert. alert. Uh, I haven't been able to sit through that movie. So it's no it's just, it's, it's, it's about this masochistic, uh, abusive male that has no interest in, in like, this is, I, I am into BSM in the bedroom, not, I think it's abuse uh, in everyday life. I, I do know that that Unless character tries to run her life, basically. There are some people that live sexual kinks as normal, thing, and that's fine, like, if it's like, if the person consents, okay. Um, however, most of the time, if you are like excruciatingly dominant in day-to-day life, that's that's you're abusing your partner. There's a difference. Like I don't tolerate. I'm actually very dominant, extremely dominant personality-wise. So I think that's why I'm a submissive um, while having sex because I think it's it's a total. It's it's almost a release, right? Because I have to be so dominant all the time. Um, and I, I don't know. I guess I can be intimidating. That I like to be a submissive, but Hollywood. BDSM is not BDSM. So I have so many friends that are like, oh yeah, I like BDSM. I'm like, oh, cool. What do you like? They're like, oh, like like handcuffs. I'm like, like real handcuffs that are like cutting into your wrist or like like fluffy handcuffs. They're like fluffy handcuffs. I'm like, okay, that's cool. I'm like, oh, you like being hit? They're like, yeah, they can smack me decently hard. I'm like, anything else? They're like, no, I'm like, hey, that's just sex. That's not BDSM. I want to pull, pull a side note. Where do people get good handcuffs? Oh god, it's I, hard. I've never to... found a pair that didn't just break the first time. They were I have a great years. pair. Well, I have an actual pair of handcuffs. Like a nickel-plated set of handcuffs. Yeah. yeah. Um, my <laughs> my brother is really good at getting things. He can. Uh, they're actual like they fall out of fall off a truck oh, out of a police car. He can. He can get. Although um, he didn't get me those. I had a friend who did, but he. Uh, my brother can get a lot of things. <laughs> um, but it's you got to order them online usually. Yeah. Um, because yeah, most of them break. Uh, but that's like it's really hard to find things for actual BDSM. You can't go to like the love shop and stuff. Like they have this Fifty Shades of Grey line out right now. Okay. Mm-hmm. There's a whip. I was standing in the middle of Spencer's. Picture it, whipping my ass with this whip in front of like kids <laughs> stuff because I'm testing and I want to know if it hurts. I don't think that's strange. I want to test the whip, I mean, it's right? there, yeah. 
just hanging on the shelf. The guy that was that was uh, helping me out was like super flamboyant and was just laughing his ass off. He's like, "Well, I could do it for you if it's easier." So then he starts to because I want <laughs> I just wanted to know. First of all, it broke. Yeah. He hit me not even that hard, and it just snapped. Wow. And he's like, Wally it's okay, control. it's a piece of crap. So he's like, it's not, your, you were going to use it anyways. And he's like, you would have brought it back. I wanted to get a gag ball, and they have this gag ball that is literally picture, like those little, um... Yeah, ping pong? Uh, no, like um, those mini putt golf balls with the holes in them. Oh. The plastic ones, hard plastic. Yeah. Probably because they... I'm going to be biting down on this, and you want me to break a tooth? Like, why is it not rubber? Why is it plastic? I don't yeah, understand. I don't it's because these people aren't actually using them. They're putting them in their mouth and going, and just holding this gag ball in their mouth. The whole point of a gag ball is you're supposed to be biting on it. That's the whole point, right? Pain, that's the whole point. Now, on that, maybe it's good and it's bad because you're introducing, it's like you're, you're introducing people kind of like BDSM light and people who like it might try to go further. Yeah. But a Malaw might just be turned off by like, this isn't good. But then it wasn't going to be yeah. for them anyway. I guess. Yeah. I don't mind furry handcuffs. I don't mind them either. I don't have, I've, I've had handcuffs before that I've broke. Mm-hmm. Because they're not strong enough. Yeah. I, but I, I, with the furry ones, I, if there's pink fur, yeah, I'm not going to restrain. You're going to get so turned on. Yeah, pink I'm going to break it. So. <laughs> no, that's, that's not me. <laughs> but I'm just talking about how shitty quality these sh- this shit is. Don't buy it. Get like. Like, I got a pair of gag handcuffs that say don't stop on them and their material, but they hold like pretty well. So for someone who's not looking to actually do BDSM but wants like rough sex or bondage or something, just you know, tie your arms here or something. Get get like, your gets, good old Canadian tire has rope yeah. for a decent price. Yeah. yeah, that's where I get most of my rope actually. I was I was a Girl Scout, so I could tie knots <laughs> pretty well actually. I was a Boy Scout, so I can tie knots too. <laughs> Just with other Boy Scouts. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. I like like suspended bondage, so like you gotta be able to actually I usually tie most of the knots myself. I don't trust most people to set up the suspended bondage um yeah, it's a big trust. Yeah. Because of the carpentry, I'm actually looking to build like a it'll almost look like um how do I explain it? It's I want to get like a, a wooden beam that can support like an incredible amount of weight. Okay. And I want to put all sorts of weight bearing hooks in it. We can use carpentry terms. I do framing, which is like the oh, okay. rough right. part of carpentry. Oh, I Sorry, I don't know if you okay. But anyway, so I just I have like a bunch of like sex swings, and I I want to I want things to tie these ropes to. My handcuffs are strong enough to actually lift me off the ground with them. Okay. Or something. Which is pretty cool. It destroys. I actually broke my wrist. It sounds like almost you want to build a beam into your house so it like yeah. sits on the yeah. exterior wall yeah. and, and something yeah. else. Yeah, I need a weight supporting beam and uh it's gotta pick a big doorway or something, I guess. Yeah, I was thinking almost my room, but I think it'd be I'm trying to make it somewhere where it's not like everybody would walk in and be like What's what that, that used for? for? Yeah. <laughs> what are you doing Sometimes with that? I turn on my air conditioner and hang meat in my living room. <laughs> it's just a big meat storage plant. I swear. Well, That's where all the leather's from, too. <laughs> I like it. I don't know. And then I think the escorting has definitely affected me dating-wise. That's um, an interesting 
end date day wise. Too. Keep the dating wise, but your confidence mm-hmm. uh, is through you're you're the first model that I've ever taken any photos of completely naked, mm-hmm. and yeah. you're like just I love it. It's gone. <laughs> like okay, uh, that's let's start. Yeah. The, I, I also, ex- they're in eat naked. Like I've done shoots where I'm just chilling. They're naked, just talking. People like think, legs wide open. Like what's up? I think it's a personality type of little bit too. Like the closest I've got to that is going to the doctor, and they're like, "Okay, we need you to disrupt. Like we have a special gown." Yeah. Like no, just yeah, do it. Yeah. I don't yeah, care. It's, it's the human body, though. I do have a lot of confidence with my body. I'm not very confident with my face for some reason, but with my body, I really mm-hmm. am. So that it affected me there in a good way for sure. A lot of positive you know, people are paying me to have sex with them. It's it, it can be detrimental, um, you know, in a bad way. What are you looking at? Just all the cameras, make sure everything's still running. You know, it, it can be bad, but it can also be, you know, it helped me with my confidence a lot. Um, and uh, but see, well, I have bipolar, and I also have a mild uh, dissociative identity disorder which used to be called multiple personality disorder, but they changed it. So I always have to explain it when I say DID. But um, I just have a hard time dating because like, I'm almost like a, it's like I'll like someone and then I'll slowly pick them apart as time goes on, subconsciously not doing it on purpose. Okay. And then I will like, not be attracted to them anymore. And how how long like, does that process take? It depends on the person. Like now, I understand that personality can have a whole, obviously can have some influence on it. But I'm just talking about people that are great people that I get along with, and I just I'll be like so attracted to them in the beginning, and then it just it fades and fades. And like I'm, I'm the most comfortable in an, a sexually open relationship, like. I want to find someone that I can fall in love with who's okay with both of us sleeping with other people, which is almost impossible. Again, um, niche, niche uh, yeah. situation. Yeah. Like being poly is... Now, I couldn't do the polyamory thing, which is the normal... Because I, I technically fit into polyamorous because I want an open relationship, but I can't do the whole dating more than one person thing. <laughs> so sex with people, but not dating... Yeah, not yeah, romantic. Okay. Just just having sex with other people and him or her has sex with other people and that's it. Um, you know, I've, I've found some people like that, but all of them were pretending to be like that because they liked me. Hmm. So that obviously makes them eventually resent me. Yeah, right? they're going to not be able to, to make it work. Because I'm, I'm figuring that they're doing it too, right? But they're not. Um so I'm, I'm trying to find someone who would actually actively do it um, because I get bored. It's straight up as that. And there's no reason for me to get bored. Like most of these people that I like are, are good people and they're, they're, there's nothing wrong with them, but I just get bored. So if I'm in a relationship where I can have this, because I want to fall in love with someone and I, I want to be with one person, but I just get so sexually bored so fast. I don't know why. I don't know if that's because Has of escorting. It, I was just about to ask, do you think it's always been like that or because you've been so used to having... I was a little bit of a whore in high school. Um, 
She's honest. That's that's important. Well, the guy that I lost my virginity to, I've been in love with for ever since I lost my virginity to him. But he's not a. He's not a. We we had a whole thing where we'll still see each other once in a while. Um, you know, best connection I've ever had. It's just he's just very straight and narrow. Not really, like he'll go drinking and stuff, but he's not okay with the escorting thing. And you know, it's just all that stuff. But I actually, before I lost my virginity, I was telling you that I lost my anal virginity first. <laughs> it was quite an interesting car ride here. Really? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I got a preview. <clears throat> I got excited for this interview beforehand. <laughs> and um, I hate anal. But I loved anal before I lost my virginity. Loved it. Like, like the... <laughs> the idea of no, it, 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 it itself just... like everything about it so how long was this before you lost your virginity two or three months well I was lying to him when I was saying I was I had a, before I lost my virginity I was really embarrassed about not about still being a virgin at like I think I was like 16 or 15 that's not that young but all my other friends were not virgins and <clears throat> I kept telling him that I had like a what did I say I said I had like a bladder infection, which is not an attractive thing to say, but I just kept saying it because he kept trying to go in and it was too tight because it was pain, it was painful. Mm -hmm. um, and he, I just kept saying, so he said, well, would you be open to anal? And he's like eight and a half, nine inches. And I was like, sure. I cannot remember how painful it was. You'd think I would remember it if it was bad, but maybe I blanked it out. But the rest of the times it was great. Like we were fucking like rabbits, just anal, fine. Nothing wrong with it. Now, so painful. Can't do it. <laughs> like not even like I don't mind like rimming and stuff but like even a finger I just it's also because I'm, I'm kind of a little bit OCD so it kind of grosses me out yeah like the the that there's you know a chance there's it's, ugh, there's some people with very high functioning levels of autism and stuff that I know that yeah. it's just they've talked about like nope that is not even approachable yeah, not even no. anything it's just like it just freaks me out that something could happen, you know, and the way the digestive tract works, you know, <clears throat> you'd never actually know if there was a, if, if like, if, if, you know what I mean, like you, it's just, it grows. It's never happened to me, but we're on a very good topic, but you brought it up. So I have to mention, and of the people who I said we were doing this, a lot of them had expectations. So I do have to ask one thing mm -hmm. you mentioned. The eight and a half to nine inches. Mm -hmm. Inches. What's your range? What's your spectrum? Biggest to smallest. What I've had. Yeah. Mm. And whoever asked this, you know. <laughs> I could have asked it for you. <laughs> hi. I don't know who you are, but hi. That is the benefit of live streams. You can take <laughs> questions, but it's true. Maybe one we'll day. We'll get there. We'll get They're there. They're not anonymous questions. I'm more than happy to come on again. So, like, that'd be cool. You know, if it was a recurring thing, we could always make a segment. Ask the escort questions. Not bad. I like it. So, um, on that topic. So, the smallest <laughs> I've ever had was literally just a head. Like, there was no shaft. There was nothing. Huh. Like, literally. I, I'm not I'm not being melodramatic. It, no, it, I mean, it was literally, there was no shaft. The definition of micropenis, I guess? Yeah. Were they a fatter person? Yes. Oh, okay. But I've always wondered, like, if someone is a... Obese. Do you want me to answer this? I think I know where you're going. <laughs> if someone is obese, are, does it make them smaller as they gain weight? Like, uh, 
does it like suck in? Like I, I, I look bigger when I'm laying on my back. I was gonna say I look better. It came out bigger. Shit, but that's <laughs> the truth. When I'm not on my yeah, yeah. There we go. Yeah. Now I'm, yeah. So I guess it just gets pulled behind in? everything. Or no, it's just. Yeah, I don't think you're that big. Well, thank you. I, I appreciate don't. that. I'm working. I'm talking about like, but no. as you gain weight. I mean, it's. I mean the, the pelvic area. <laughs> there's a fat deposit, and I'm assuming the fatter you get, the the more it yeah, builds this, up. Yeah, because like. Uh, he was just, so, and then he he wanted to have sex with me, and I'm like, how? And I was like trying to suck him off, and it's like. That was my face. There's a because this is like it's all like fat, and I'm like, and I'm not my. <laughs> demonstrate. Uh, uh, there's nothing. There was no. nothing. There's no. There's nothing to do with it. Biggest. Eleven and a half. Oh. Maybe twelve. I, th- I think that's about as that big brutal. as. That's brutal. As you can get before you break records. Yeah. He wasn't all the way in me. There's no way. No. There's no way he could go all the way in. There's no way. It was just cervix, 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 that's cervix, a, cervix, cervix. I'm like, ow, ow, ow. <laughs> that's a th- thing I haven't asked a lot of women personally, but I do get the feeling that a lot of women very in depth. They do. Of course they do. It is like, I, um, I don't know. I'm not huge by any measures, but I've bottomed out a few women. What size I'm not okay. I'm I'm perfectly average, so I guess about. No, no, no. Tell me what you think average is, because everybody's always wrong about this. I I looked up statistics, so maybe I'm insecure about it, but probably anywhere between five and a half and six on a good day. You're bigger than average. Average is more like five. So you think so? Yes, I know so. I I I think I was looking at like Canadian averages, but yeah, I'm talking regardless. It's also uh, plausible deniability. I haven't measured in years. Yeah, most. I did. I did it when I was in high school. Yeah, never did. As I said, I don't think it's episodes. I haven't done it since like. If three you years. haven't measured since high school, you're probably at least a half an inch bigger. I'm gonna tell you. Okay, maybe after this podcast, I'm gonna go measure my dick. Good, tell me. <laughs> Follow up. Hey, you guys so, have to be comfortable with me asking shit. So, that's do. true. No, it's true. It's fair. So, do women have that problem? Like some yeah. in the industry are just really shallow or something? And yes. Um, I see that getting in the way. Yeah, it's like it's yeah. all it's all where your cervix is, I guess, and. Um, I, I will try to explain it to some of the men that are going to be watching this that don't seem to understand. You cannot get looser from getting fucked. I'm t- you have to explain this to everybody. Women that you feel that are loose, it's not because they have a lot of sex. That is a huge fucking myth. That is not in any way true. And it infuriates me because my brother talks like this. Yeah. It's like, oh, yeah, the bitch was so loose. I'm like, well, I explained to you why she was loose. <laughs> If she had a child, it does go back eventually. Um, now, if you are getting fisted every time you have sex, that might be it. <laughs> like if you're shoving you, like some you might not stars, have time to rebound ups. and be but all from elastic. a dick, from a dick, even a twelve-inch dick. No, it's women's. The vagina can expand up to two hundred percent when turned on. Two hundred percent. Imagine how big it can expand. Okay. So, most of the time, if you're having sex with a young girl and she's really loose, it's probably because you really turned her on, you dick. <laughs> I can tell you that now. Um, also, oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> what did you do? <laughs> I mean, 
No, no, it was just a. It's a big myth, though, and it's been going around for a long time. And I can't expect, and I didn't actually know that until like a couple years ago myself, right? Um, And I guess there is a scientific fact that thinner girls are not as tight. Hmm. Because I have have a lot of, uh, you know, stuff here that's going to be pushing into my vaginal canal, right? So that's going to make me tighter. Right? Um, I've also got the comment, wow, you're really tight. Like, shocked that I'm tight. And I'm like, that's kind of fucking rude. Uh, well, I guess they have that mi- mixed They have that myth, right? Yeah. That, well, because I had sex for a living for years, that um, that means I'm loose. I'm like, no, actually, I get compliments that I'm tight all the time. So it's, it's, and I guess a lot of girls that are thinner have that problem with people just, I don't know why people judge that, though. Like, there's ways you can tighten yourself and... Like, Kegels. Yeah. And, you know, like you can like if someone's like behind me and I'm laying down, I can put my legs together in between their legs and that makes it a hell of a lot tighter. There's whole there's ways to do it, you know. Would you cause that just made me think of do you, do you think you would know a more diverse range of sex positions than most people? Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. So like I could probably Maybe only... not names. Oh, okay. Maybe like d- describing what they are with your hands. <laughs> Do people just ask for really strange things you've never heard of for position-wise? You know what? I don't really get asked to do positions. I say it like I'm still doing it. I didn't it just sort really of happens. get asked for... It's... Yeah, they'll just kind of like throw me around. You know what? Honestly, most clients are just it's same old, you know, Machine. on top or, or behind. I like doing it behind because, well, especially if I'm... If I'm not getting a good, a good vibe from them, you know, if I'm not connecting with them. Look. I don't kiss my clients. That's absolutely not a thing. Do some girl some girls do that? Yes. Yeah. Uh, now, if I'm attracted to the client, absolutely fucking yes. <laughs> Which is maybe a little bit hypocritical, but um, I just it's a lot of germs being passed back and forth. You mm. know, um, there's already enough germs being passed back and forth. It's kind of awkward. It's kind of personal kissing. Mm-hmm. You know, um, not a fan of kissing my clients, but. I've just, I've been asked for a lot of weird shit, you know, and I've, I've just had a lot of weird experiences. I've had a lot of gross experiences with clients, like Hmm. clients not having proper hygiene. Like they smell or? I have two instances. I don't know why this has happened two times where I had clients who had like shit, like in their like ass crack or whatever. I had one guy that was like. Were they bigger? No, actually. Both of them were average sized. Um, I meant fatter. No, I know. Oh, okay. One of them was like, it was like their whole like ass. And the other one, it was like just the top of his ass crack. So I'm like, I don't know what the hell, but it was, I was just, <sighs> I'm very confident, but I'm very nervous about telling people embarrassing things. Like, so I just dealt with it. <laughs> I just breathed Let out of my mouth. Oh no. I couldn't tell him. And I'm sorry, but both of those guys showered. Like, what the fuck are you doing? What are you doing? Like, I mean, you shower. Especially, and... especially if there's a shower on site, it's like, just go use that. Just... And how did that even happen? Like, they couldn't wipe properly? I don't know. That's why I asked if they were bigger. Like, you wipe all the way up and then just like. Oh, they went. <laughs> it was like it. up here. Oh, God. Like, no. I don't understand. <laughs> I just. There's so many things that have happened. And like. Welcome to. The wiping your ass. <laughs> it's a, a PSA for if, if this is you, 
Stop just it. Do it. Yeah, just, just, just wipe. Just wipe properly. Um, there's also, Google it. There's also another thing that I've experienced with the guy that I'm seeing right now. Um, he's had a vasectomy and his cum tastes fine. Is and that not a common thing? Apparently, when people get a vasectomy, it changes the taste. Mm. I had a client who was no, a regular. No sperm in it. Who was a regular and I like actually let him finish in my mouth. This was years ago. That's and trust. it was so bad. Like, how do I explain it? It was like something curdled, like milk curdled Ugh. mixed with something else. It literally <laughs> hit my mouth and I went, and I just ran to the bathroom and I vomited in the sink. I couldn't even make it to the toilet. <coughs> <laughs> <laughs> mm. This is the make you vomit segment. <laughs> 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 but yeah, um, so he had a vasectomy and that happened to him. So uh, maybe it's true for some people, but kind of scared me when they get. <laughs> I just. Yeah, right? I, I, yeah. I used to gag when I talked about cum in general because I don't really like the taste of it. It's not like a, ooh, that's delicious kind of thing. It's... We thank women for putting up with us. Do you think? know <laughs> that they make semen oh. scented anal numbing cream what do you mean scented there's there's How do you... we were okay was it semen scented or the, semen flavored flavored because there's no. a, there's a factor <laughs> we went we went on vacation to to florida just uh jesse his girlfriend like and and tila mm-hmm. we all went on vacation mm-hmm. and we saw a sex shop and we're like we're in america this is a different place we want to check out this sex shop yeah <laughs> weirdest thing we opened the door and I could see when, as soon as I walked in the counter was like literally 40 feet away straight across wow. and as soon as the door opened she's like ID Eric. ID please come up here and I was like <laughs> Eric what? looks like a baby you I, do I guess how old are you? I am 20, 23 you just think about it you're getting that old sorry yeah. continue oh, I'll be 24 soon soon but she wanted an ID me and I was like okay, okay. so as we all went up presented our IDs some of us nearly 30 and <laughs> And we just walked around, and it was a regular sex shop. It was a lot like the stuff we have here. Yeah. But there was a lot of things that were semen-flavored, and I had never seen that before. <laughs> Who is out there like, I wish this lube, uh, that tasted cherry or vanilla or whatever the taste is, like, I wish it tasted like semen instead. It's already bad enough because it doesn't taste like cherry. It tastes like chapstick, like, like con- <laughs> flavored condoms. They taste like, don't girls, they taste like chapstick. Don't use them. They're don't. awful. They're just, they're chapstick-flavored the, condoms. Does it taste better than dick? I think dick tastes. I like how dick tastes. Oh. It's clean shit. Yeah. And to anybody that says that the clean women don't have a taste, you're fucking wrong. What's wrong with you? Everybody has a taste. There's a, there's a taste. I've had people that like weren't talking about me, but were like just like for instance, like my my brother's buddies are kind of like him, right? Like vile, and they're you know they're like twenty and hicks, and you know so they're talking about it. They're like, well, if a woman has a taste, then she's gross. I'm like. It's like like water. I think water has a taste. Yeah. You know? Not so everybody flavors. has their own taste. It doesn't mean that you're... So dick also has a taste. Hmm. You know? I can't it. really speak about dick, but I can say... <laughs> I can say that, yes, women do have different tastes. And I don't, yeah. I don't think so any of different. them have really had poor hydrating for the most part. No. Well, the other thing is that a lot of women actually don't know is you can't use soap down there. That's actually really bad for you. Hmm. You gotta use either special washes, which I use, because I can't do the just. But the best thing now, for you is just water, no soap. Well, 
See, it, I know obviously you don't go inside with anything, but... This is self-cleaning. But yeah. what if uh, external use soap, like anything that's visible from the outside? External use, yeah. you're supposed to do water. Really? Um, that's the healthiest way um, because soap will throw off your pH balance, especially scented soaps. Brutal. I'd get infections if I used yeast infections. And, and not like even putting it inside. Just hmm. there's always a chance that as you're rubbing outside though that it can go in too. Like there's all this there's all these factors. But I use Vagisil because it's it's literally meant for that, right? Um you, you know what you would be good at? If you had like a YouTube channel about sexual health advice, yeah. I think. <laughs> I, uh, I do think so. I had a I friend it, of mine, I you, didn't mean to laugh at the Vagisil okay. thing, but I we occasionally bring up stories like this, and we don't often reference Vagisil. Never, not once on this reasons. Yeah, um, had a friend who wasn't necessarily the smartest. Okay, and he used Vagisil as lube. <laughs> what? <laughs> That's um, the only thing I didn't ask him because I didn't want to have the conversation it would have been... with him. Like soapy. I, I'm feel. I'm thinking because, as I said, little. Why did the girl let him? Oh, no, no, no. For himself. Oh, Jack off. Yeah. Probably because it was like, it feels like vagina. No. That would have had like some, after a while, it would have gotten sticky though. Like most oh. lubes, like actually. Water-based ones. Yeah. Like yeah. kind of sticky. Yeah. Went I into like, his room. He had Vagisil on his uh, bedside table. <laughs> okay. So, I mean, I guess based on that story. <laughs> It might have been his sister's, but there's no oh, reason for it to be on his better. bedside table. No, it's not. That was he like, was obviously using it. He yeah, was, he was obviously using it. That's 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 quite <laughs> obvious. I just don't understand it. Um, well, you know what? Sometimes people are stupid. The first lube I ever used was hand sanitizer. So, Ooh, oh god, why? Did you have any cuts or anything? Did it get near urethra? No. Oh, thank God. Um. Uh, was it really clean after? <laughs> well, so no bacteria there my, anymore. My my bedroom was normally in the basement. We had family over, and I was in the spare bedroom for whatever reason. I think so. My you bed thought was they bigger. just had lube chilling. Well, no, I didn't know. I was in bed. I was like young, like twelve, thirteen, mm -hmm. right around that age where anything is good. But I'm in bed, and I'm like, I was thinking about. Probably American Pie 2, where he puts <laughs> yeah. the super glue, but he thought it was lube. I'm like, yeah. hand sanitizer. It dries up. There's no mess. It's perfect. Oh, you I'm... actually picked to you. I thought yeah, it was my accent. I was stupid. <laughs> for, for actual note, I also put my brother's hearing aids in a microwave to dry them off one time. Oh, no. That went well. So I didn't, I wasn't the brightest child. <laughs> so hand sanitizer. Yeah, that was fun. Hand sanitizer, I'm like, there'll be no mess, it'll dry it's up, really it'll be dry. great. Lots of hand sanitizer, I'd go, and for a second, mm -hmm. it was amazing. Mm -hmm. And then, this is cooling, right? my family, and the older family, out just like from here to the fridge, mm -hmm. separated by door, I was like, <laughs> <laughs> like it was horrible. <laughs> it did dry. Yeah. It was not good. It would have been super cooling, right? Like super. Cooling. Yeah, it was painful and cooling, yeah. and just not a not good, not a you good know what else first is painful experience. And cooling people out there watching this, fucking uh, hot and cold lube. Don't do it. Hot and cold lube. There's this lube that's uh, like is it a, a to cold 
Trojan. Trojan makes now it. This, yeah. Now this is Same just with the a hot sex stuff. advice cast. Same with the cold stuff on its own. All those things. I got burns. I actually, burns. It actually burned my vagina. Like temperature or like it was... Like burned my skin. Like it physically actually left burns on was my skin. Was that acidic? Like in a real Like it would be some kind of chemical thing? reaction. Yes. Because it's not physically yeah. hot. No, of course not. But yeah. it, it heats up with the contact of your skin, right? But um, it somehow with the chemicals had left burns on my skin... I tried to use it again another time, and it was just, it's just, it's going in your vaginal canal. Like, you shouldn't be using... That's a sensitive lube. area. Anyway. Yeah, like, I think that anybody, even though it gets sticky, water-based lube is honestly the best and healthiest thing you can use. What do you think about silicon lube? It's, again, it's 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 not bad. It's just health-wise, water-based would be the best. Um, because, again, the vaginal canal is so sensitive. I've heard that silicon lube is good because it doesn't get into any pores or anything like that. Yeah. It just sort of yep. will leave by itself. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's just, it's all whatever the mix of chemicals is and stuff like that. It's just, with I don't use lube because I get really, really wet. So I, there's no problem with except for like when I was working. Wow, brag much. Spit works. <laughs> well, spit works, right? I, <laughs> yeah. Why don't people just use spit? Some people spit really works. don't like spit. Uh, I know a couple of them. Is it you? No, I'm, I don't care. <laughs> I would I would be a little bit put off if a girl was like spit on. I'm like, I a girl guess. spit in my mouth once. Yeah, no. Yeah. I don't like like that. no warning. Oh. Like just. I used to be able to spit in my own mouth. That's cool. I'd like spit and catch it. There's a whole. That, see that 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 be that be a parlor trick. But we know someone who's gonna be cringing so hard. Oh when yeah. This right I can now. just say the word. I get moist. <laughs> but no, I I this woman. Uh casually dating mm-hmm. and we started and she like no forethought or whatever we were just about to get in bed and she went Too. i'm like what the <laughs> was it that like lackluster like <laughs> no i just i don't know how you realistically imitate something. it was just it wasn't good so was she attractive Okay, she wasn't. Not you didn't think about I, it. I don't have. If you pause when someone says they're she attractive, it's like no. I've shot about like a seventy percent of bragging range, and then okay. there's a few. There's a few that aren't good. One of them reminded me of John Favreau. It's just. It's... <laughs> That's no, amazing. No, John Favreau and like the first Iron Man, where he was yeah. a bigger guy and he had pecs. <laughs> This woman didn't have, like, her boobs were pecky. Yeah? Like, they weren't nice, but they, they felt like she might work out, but she okay. was fat. Mm. With respect, if you ever happen to fall upon this, I sucked in bed, too. It's okay. <laughs> At least she's honest. <laughs> well, for the longest time, I really, I really had to be kind of shallow because i had to be really into it in order to yeah. maintain yeah true with true. a back problem and what well see it. you guys have to actually get it up like i can just like and go ahead <laughs> like i'm good well and also i didn't ask other people to spit on my vagina i found that gross yeah hey i don't know it's, it's... but why would i find it gross I'm like gagging on their dick with drool dripping out of my mouth and spitting on their dick. Yeah, it's and a bit of a double licking stand, it off, goodness. but like other people spit, even though you can eat me out, it's just not um, spit. I don't know. I, I, I could understand that. Yeah. I don't know why I have no problem with someone eating me out, but like going like on my on my vag. I just I, I don't know. I just it kind of grosses me out. Well, if you just the idea of it. If I ate an apple. If I took a bite of an apple, 
Mm-hmm. It's like, do you want a bite of an apple? You might take Maybe. a bite. But if I spit on the apple, no, yeah. I'm not going to bite it. Yeah. Okay, but are you guys fucking? No? No. no. So you I and I were fucking. I 100% declare. Okay, but think about it. Not. Say you and I were fucking, and again, same thing. I you, Would you like some of my apple and I spit on it? Would you eat it? I don't. I have to That's say no. That's a toothbrush right? debate. Too. I have yeah, to say Yeah, I will no. never use someone. To See? Fuck. Yeah. No, I, I could literally be eating someone out, and then they're like, well, let me just spit on it for you. I'd be like, no, wait, wait a minute. Let's... <laughs> I don't want to do that. But you, you'll make out with them a second after. Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. A, I think that might be a, something it's that the is... the idea of in, it, it's, it's inbuilt to like our evolutionary well, it's process. Well, sure, it's absolutely. You've got to take gross. certain sanitary methods. And I mean, it, it doesn't help necessarily directly with procreation, so you probably don't need to... Okay, let me ask you this now. If I was sucking you off and I spit on your dick, does that turn you on? Some people it does. Doesn't turn me on, but it wouldn't be as off-putting. Because yeah, it's not it's... going in your mouth. Hmm. Yeah. I know some people that's a huge turn on. Like I just do that, and then I, you know. It's almost kind of degrading. It is. That's, so that's if people the whole like point, that, right? yeah. Yeah, that's the whole point. Is that it's degrading. Um, same with like face fucking and stuff, and you're like drooling and makeup's everywhere. It's the whole thing, right? It's, it's the whole. It's hmm. the whole. Uh, you know, you're in complete can charge, and I'm 100% submissive to you, kind of thing, right? So, I don't really like this. See, I don't know why I like being submissive because I love being thrown around, but I also love being in charge. So, it means you have a wide variety of customers. Yeah. Although, I will say that most clients, I wouldn't do things that I actually did in bed. Like, um, it's pretty basic when I, when I was escorting. It was, it was pretty basic um, stuff. Like, I wouldn't do any of this BDSM stuff with clients, I don't think. Unless I was very attractive. No, and I was attractive the level of trust between individuals. That's the thing. I have to really trust someone to do it because um, if you do break one of my bones, I'm going to need you to drive me to the hospital and <laughs> not just leave me there. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a vulnerability where if I'm tied up, I can't get out. Yeah. So if you decide just not to let me out. You almost need like a supervisor at that but, point. Yeah. Like if it's, it's a professional It's scary thing. sometimes. Like you get murdered, right? So... I really don't start doing the hardcore stuff until I start really falling for someone or have, you know, or at least I trust them mm-hmm. and I have actual feelings for them or, you know, I've been to their house, they've been to my house, they've slept over and haven't killed me. That's kind of when I start doing the the weirder shit because, like, I just, again, it's that it is dangerous too, right? Like, you're, especially with bondage and stuff like that that you can't get out of unless they let you out, <laughs> right? So... It's just this, it's the scary aesthetic that I like. Like I actually had a guy <clears throat> who the craziest, okay, not craziest. I used to go to these BDSM parties where they had like hooks and stuff. I used to get like drowned while I was being fucked and get like electric, electric fucking golf clubs wow. on my nipples and stuff. Like okay. That. This is more extreme than anything we've talked about. <laughs> oh yeah. Like I was, I'm like into like actual extreme BDSM, but I only do it once in a while cause it's tiring, right? It is exhausting. Um, and, can't but, imagine why. But I had a guy that just like, it was relatively recently, like I guess like four, four, three or four months ago or something. I haven't actually had sex in a while, but um, he uh, he picked me up and demanded that I stay blindfolded. Like he wasn't telling me where we were going. So this is like ultimate trust. Ooh. So he picked me up, though I've been with him before. Oh. And uh, yeah, there's other, there infor- other information that I can't divulge because people would know who he is. So I... Um, yeah, I got in this car and he had another girl, but the girl could see. They could both see. 
So I am blindfolded for a half an hour car ride where she's, you know, eating me out and I'm sucking him off while he's driving. It's like, he's, he's a pretty good driver. So where, okay, (laughs) so where, where is every, cause he's driving, so he's in the driver's seat. Yeah. I was in the front seat. This is acrobatic. She's coming from the back. Oh wow. As I'm, or he's fingering her. Okay. It's like this weird. Triangle. I'm like upside down. That is not a safe way to drive your car. Ass in the air. Absolutely not. No. But he did it. Um, wouldn't even. That'd be a horrible way. If you got in a car accident, the cops come. They're like, ah, uh, <laughs> what? <laughs> be amazing. <laughs> what well, we got there, and he was very, very determined to stay in this whole aesthetic. Like I was not allowed to take it off. Like we fucking ate food, and I ate blindfolded. Would you eat? Set the story. Set the set the scene. I think he actually made like steak and potatoes. Oh, classy! It was really Not good, like but it was and wine and everything. And I'm like drinking. I'm like can't see anything, you know. We're just chatting. Like I'm sitting at a table, fully naked. I don't know if they have clothes on or if she has clothes on. Um, then we get to the bedroom. It was great. They tied me up, and it was awesome. And uh, I couldn't move though. I stayed in the same position the whole time. That they just kind of switched around. Except for he likes to really kind of try to bend me and push me past my limit with the restraints which I like too I don't like just staying like I like the restraints actually like cutting into my skin at least some pressure right like I've seen some people where it's just like like loosely like okay like no I'm like fucking twist me as I was to all my legs were tied and my arms were tied and he's turning me sideways and fucking me as it's taunt right but then when we were done I still wasn't allowed to see her we got in the fucking truck really you don't know who it was no idea. That's crazy. Could be anybody. But, and he did this because he's smart. He, I told him that I'm very picky when it comes to women. Ooh. Because I'm extremely picky when it comes to women. Like, very picky. Um, I used to date women. I don't anymore. It's. Uh, They're hard. Two women, no. <laughs> like, I'm kind of more, like, male. Like, I have a very male outlook of everything, I think. Um, so I was always the... Oh, what did I do wrong? She's like, you fucking know what you did wrong. I'm like, I don't. She's like, well, let me know when you do. It's I'm always the idiot, right? Because I'm the male. Like, I'm in yep. between butch and feminine. I'm, I'm not butch, but I'm not feminine. I'm kind of in between it. So I always take on the butch male role. So I'm done with that. But regardless, I was so picky. And he fucking came up with this brilliant idea that I can't see her at all. And you think it worked? Yeah, yeah, for sure. I was wow. totally into it. I, I, I because they, she could have been whatever you wanted. Been fucking yeah. Yeah. Anything, anything that I wanted, I want to do it again. I it was someone, maybe not them, like someone else, but it was so fucking awesome. Like hmm. I just, I can't see anyone else that would ho- be willing to hold that aesthetic. That that is a weird thing you see on like Craigslist ads where people have very specific situations that they mm-hmm. want to happen in an exact way. Mm-hmm. I wonder if those people really ever do get fulfilled. Because that sounds like a tall order to ask a stranger for. I, this week on Craigslist, but it wasn't nice. This week on Craigslist? This week on Craigslist, (laughs) Toronto Craigslist, researching this, I saw an ad that said, and I mean, I'm sure she'd get, it'd just be a weird amalgamation of people. Okay. I am going to be masturbating. At 10.30 with my window open. You're inviting people to your address. (laughs) And then what? 
It's the worst thing. You have a bunch of guys getting hard outside your window thinking, this is pretty hot, eh? Yeah. Oh, look. Like, I don't understand that. The aesthetic of men being able to stand beside each other hard? What about strip clubs? Yeah. I've never, I've never got an erection in a strip club. Except for the lap dance. Oh. Yeah. But I'm not... I, when we went on Dylan's Do birthday... Do you wait until it goes down until you come out to see your buddies? I mean, I'm, a, I, I'm, I'm quick to turn around if I need to be. Mm-hmm. Really, the only time I've been in a strip club it is... And the one time I had a lap dance, it wasn't all that great. No. But... No. Um, no, when we're when we're sitting around like on Dylan's birthday, I'm not gonna, you know, pop a boner in front of Besides, my father. Yeah, he's right you, there. You, Tila, and whatnot. Mm, there is a conscious element to it for sure. Yeah, yeah. I don't even like script script clubs. Yeah, that I, much. I'm not. We did it for Dylan's nineteenth, so it's the occasion. It's the I think it's the money for me, just because I'm like I don't. I don't go there and get lap dances. I go yeah. there and I just drink. Yeah, but it costs twenty are... bucks per person to get in. And it depends on the day you go, I guess. Yeah, yeah. and and. You want a water bottle? That's six dollars or whatever. Okay, but I can tell you, liquor is about the same, but they give you more because they want yeah. you drunk. Yeah, I drink liquor. Okay. I, I I think the way that I need to do it is I need to have a budget of it. Like I'm going to spend this much. That's I'm just going to have as much fun as I can. Because when I go there, every time I've gone to the strip club, it's like so, it was somebody else's idea, and we just go that night. And then I'm like, well, I'm here. I don't really want to blow a ton of money because this is. Yeah. It, yeah. I don't know if it'll be worth it. I don't get lap dances. I don't believe in me getting lap dances. Also, because I used to get them for free at Penthouse because I, I worked at Penthouse, right? When it was Crystals, then it turned into Penthouse, then it turned back into Crystals again. Now it's some weird fucking club that's. I don't know what the fuck it is. Keep changing it. Hmm. Um, but I used to get free lap dances, so now I'm like. I don't want to pay for lap dances now. Like I, and every time I go there, because I every time I go to the strip club, I'm with all my guy friends, right? The strippers feel this this need to like, like walk up to me and be like, "Hey, can I can I sit here?" Like like I'm in charge of the table because I'm female. And I'm Dead like, mother. I don't fucking know. Ask them. Like ask them if they want to spend money. Hmm. I, always. Girls always come up to me, hey. Uh, Maybe they're more comfortable here. starting hey, that way. Here. Yeah, and it's just interesting because, like, I didn't do that when I stripped. I just straight up went to the table and said, does anybody want a lap dance or a table dance or, you know, but there's a lot of girls that are very, I was going to say determined, but that's the wrong word. They're desperate. And they'll sit on your lap and you're like, uh. Yeah, I think that was also the element that I not liked. interested. I, I didn't off of my lap. didn't like when they would be very forceful with it. It's like I would pick you and let you know if I was yeah. interested in yeah. something. Yeah, yeah. It's, those are people that are desperate, uh, hmm. and it infuriates me. Like this girl did it to one of the guys I was with, and he's just this little cute little nerdy guy, and he's he doesn't know how to handle himself yet, right? So she sits on his lap she's like two times his size <laughs> so it was like a circus already and she's like talking to him and like boobs in his face and he's like uh. but he's also nervous right he's like no i'm into okay it, but, yeah, into it but he's actually very handsome he just doesn't know he doesn't know how handsome he is and uh he thinks that because he's nerdy he's i'm a nerd and i have yeah i'm i'm a nerd so i don't think that all nerds are unattractive so he just needs to come under yourself, but he, she was using him for that. It was infuriating me. So I finally told her to get the fuck off his lap. He's not interested. He doesn't have the money because he was trying to, he's, he's trying to save money. He didn't want lap dances. Mm-hmm. Also, because 
I think he's too nervous to go to lap dance because you go one on one, even though you're paying, you still like gotta like maybe talk or yeah. engage. You don't just sit there like don't turn the nipples. <laughs> like uh, okay, thanks. Like you can just picture him doing that. So I looked at him. I'm like, are you interested in a lap dance? He's like, no. I'm like, then get the fuck off of him. And she's like, what's your problem, bitch? And I stood up and oh, she realized, wow. yeah. Well, see, listen, I don't do this catty woman. Nee, nee, nee. So I stood up and she because like I'm 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 huge into fitness, right? So I'm trying to lose a little bit of weight in my stomach, but regardless, I'm relatively muscular for a female. And she's tiny, and I stand up and she's like, Oh <laughs> it's like she didn't realize I was like in a dress or something. And I'm like, listen, if we're gonna have an issue, we can go outside. If not, just fucking back off. And she's like, Oh, okay, and walks away. Cause I'm like, I'm not Doing this catty, nee, nee, nee. I don't like being violent either, but if you're gonna get in my face, I'm also claustrophobic, right? So it's like, back up, please, cause you're freaking me out. And if you freak me out enough, you know, you might get injured, but like, I just. You they just, like me when I'm angry. Yeah, <laughs> and <laughs> they just, a lot of these girls see the weakest links. They look for the weakest links and one, or what they think is the weakest See if they link. get money out of them. Yeah, and like with me, I just I just walked around and people picked me. Like I'd go up table to table, be like, "Hey, how's it going? You know, do you need anything?" Kind of show them the goods, and that's it. I can you can. It's not that hard to read body language. If some guy's like, it's like, okay, would you like a lap dance? Because <laughs> you look like a dog. It's like, <laughs> but if everybody's just like, yeah, we're fine. But you know, I'm gonna leave. I'm not gonna. Oh, I'll just sit on your lap and irritate you more, or like pressure you into getting a lap dance like come on but again like i was saying earlier with the internet ruining it it's just same with escorting i guess is like there used to be so many more clients and stuff before all this free porn and these cam shows that are free for a certain amount of time and that's an interesting thing because if you do own any porn site there's so many ads for for cam yes. girls and i I guess people are really into the authenticity of it, being like, oh, I can... It's one-on-one. -on -one. It's a one-on-one -on -one thing with this yeah, girl. she's and doing she, this just for me. She'll do whatever, you know, you I pay her to do. don't make that much money from it, though. Like, I wanted to do it, but I don't want proof. It's, like, yeah, you're, you're proof. making your own physical that's, proof. That's why I didn't ever do porn, because I have no problem with it. Hmm. It's just... I'm, I'm picturing me having a child. And my child being like 17 years old and being like, mom, I'm going out drinking. And me being like, no, you're not. You're 17. And then her being like, is this not you at 18 year old, at 18 years old sucking this black guy's dick? It's like, I can imagine the, the proof or just people, you know, just like, look what you did, mom. You know, like I just, and it's not even cause like I'd be ashamed because I did it. It's more like, cause I don't want it to be used against me. <laughs> like you did this. So, hmm. or jobs if ever finding you know what i mean like it's it's so internet based now jobs and stuff like they'll search your phone number and they'll search your name and they'll search all this stuff which is interesting i don't know if any of my previous employees have ever done that yeah for me mm -hmm. did when you hired me for dh media what uh did did you look at anything online <laughs> Because I, I probably sent you a link to my photos. Yeah, would have given so you, you, you sent the link. Tila did a lot of the searching, mainly because she was like, oh, we need another person. Mm -hmm. No, we didn't. I'm glad you're here. We didn't. Right? Worked in my it, favor. It, it's, it's a very good situation. But um, the photos were really kind of what I cared about, mostly. Mm -hmm. 
that's why we met. You weren't a douche. Mm-hmm. That that was that was the big pass. And Not I mean, that common for photographers. <laughs> that's a big one. A lot of them are douchey. I had a. I, you have an experience. I mean, you can on a yearly basis with just a bunch of douchey photographers. You didn't have that, and you're still not that yet. But um, maybe it, maybe I'll be. I don't see him being douchey. No, never. He has this quiet, um, considerate vibe. Sometimes it's calculating, and the calculating yeah, sure. calculating is what nerves me a little for bit. Sure, for sure. And then gotta, other times you got to keep people on their toes. Well, and then other times. You know, there there will be a moment where there's a connection, like the the using a tablet as a screen yesterday, where it was actually a nice problem solved, where we we s- stood in the middle of somebody's wedding. So we did a f- photo booth. You're familiar with the concept of a photo booth, right? Where you just at, at weddings, you know, people have these big carts and they have I a screen on them. For a couple of years, yeah. yeah. So so, anyways, I have hand built this photo booth system, and it was just the biggest issue because we didn't get to test it out okay. beforehand, and I was sure there was going to be some kind of hitch. Yeah. And it turned out the hitch was just a critical failure of, like, the screen. Okay. Because there's an LCD screen on it that you, they, the people can see themselves and they can see a timer counting down to when the photo is going to be taken. And it, it, it sucked that it didn't work. Yeah. But then we all... Full disclosure, it did work, bride and it, groom, it, it if did, they're listening. The, yeah. the concept did work. It, yeah. It didn't perform the way that I had anticipated it to. Andrew killed it. Oh, my God. He's the best person we've ever had run the photo booth. So, if anything, they got the best photo booth we have yeah. ever delivered. But... But on that topic, we we wanted to come up with a solution for this problem. And Jesse just made the, the, the it seems so simple that he thought of it. It was amazing. You know those Surface um, tablets, the ones that run full yeah. windows. Yeah, yeah. You could just put the photo booth program on that and put that That's in in the box. That's a good idea. And you that twenty seconds of audio and video footage that you we just shot right it. there. For uh, I'm gonna yeah, Do it. it's gonna be all over my Facebook. <laughs> Jesse just came up with yeah, yeah, because because awesome. my old solution was I would take computer models, take all the plastic off of them, and I just have a panel and electronics, mm. and it just doesn't work. Yeah, like in, in the way that reliability goes, because I would have to test it, see if it works, build boxes to hold things in place, and it's mm. it's a process. Yeah. Have have you? Ooh, there's a camera with a dead battery. Oh. Do a quick little replacement. Have you you ever like just sat in like photo booths at, at weddings or anything like that or? No. No. Um. I most I've only th- I only think I've been to like two weddings. Really? To only? be honest, like my cousin's wedding, and then my aunt or uncle's wedding or something years and years and years ago. Hmm. Honestly, I think that's the only thing. Let me just grab my phone quickly. My ass is sweating. Look at that. Oh, why is it hot? No, it's these leggings. They make my shoes. How attractive is that? <laughs> I'm going to mark a little thing here because we're going to cut to back just, when we're all know, sitting down. This one's beeping anyway. So it's hot. Just change it to. No, the battery's also low as well. One of the microphones. This one's two bars. This is going on. I got my sweater. It's, it's a long one. My ass doesn't sweat anymore. Where's my battery bar? This one doesn't even tell you. Oh no, it's at the bottom. It's at one bar. We, we probably should try to wrap some stuff up at some point. It's good. It's getting pretty late. What time is it? Yeah, nine, what? I have no idea where my phone is. 9.40. Okay. How do we start at? Mm. Yeah, I don't know what time he got me at. That one's recording again. Okay.
recording. Uh, this one, I can see that for whatever reason, the last, the last um, clip mm -hmm. failed because it overheated. Okay, well, but that's fine. We've got other cameras. Which that one was fine. That? Plus yeah. the last one. Anyways, it's good. Okay, we're fine. We can. Coming back in. <laughs> Do we have anything else we wanted to ask? Well, I mean, this is this has been interesting, and I see no reasons to why we couldn't have you on. It's it's, yeah. it's nice. Um, I think it would be popular. I think, and then I think in like whatever you said, like a year's time or whatever, if we ever could do live, we have to do it by New Year's. Actually, we mm -hmm. said that, that episode that? Okay. eight that we Perfect. have to get it get it to a point where we can do it live. I think there's I think there's um, an audience for uh, <laughs> the stupid thing I said with like ask and escort. I think there's actually like uh, for health advice or relationship advice or sex advice or whatever it is. Would can, you, can I sign you into a multi-episode contract yeah. right now? Oh. Yeah. <laughs> would you make your own content? Like would you Yeah. You would you make your own YouTube videos and have like a series kind of thing? Yeah. I think I think it would be popular because there's so many things that I could do. Like I could do shit with the horses, and I could do stuff with you know uh, relationship. And I actually used to have a sex blog that was quite popular. Um, but I was young, you know, I was like 18 or 19, and I was still living at home, and my parents did not approve it. So they said, yeah, either take it down or you move out. So hmm. it was actually quite. I posted some photos on there too. Did you so. take it down or move out? I took it down. Okay. I fully took it down, but it was it was quite popular, and uh, you know, writing is one thing, but I like talking a lot, as you see. That's, so that seems to be the yeah, the whole, I our blog thing, whether we do a vlog or a blog. Mm -hmm. There's writing, but then there's also yeah. doing it on camera. Yeah, like I have I have absolutely no problem talking for hours, and I have no problems answering any questions either. So it's just like I don't know. I've I, I've always had people asking me if I'd make like. Again, like it's always like relationship or sex advice or, or um, health advice and stuff like that. So I think I think people would be interested in it, honestly. Do you find would you want to go the the route of you know trying to up your own production value, having like a nice camera, a nice studio kind of setup, or would you see value maybe going to a place that's already that's what a I studio? Think. Like uh, I would like to do actual photography myself eventually with yeah. a nice camera, and nice setup. But with this kind of stuff, I think I'd honestly be better place like this not my own I don't think that I have the time constant like I have the time constantly to do certain day you know what I mean but like to do it like every single day and just do it by myself I don't think I'm experienced enough I don't I really don't think I'm experienced enough I'd like to learn more about it obviously but me doing it by myself I don't think is plausible it, it kind of opens up the idea that I'm Sure, Jesse and I Jesse and I thought about having like a storefront or somewhere that people mm. could come to, and we could yeah. even rent you know rent out a space aside from also using it to the fullest ourselves. Yeah, would yeah. be kind of yeah. nice. I think that'd be a good idea, actually. And, and there are creative spaces like that, although I haven't liked any implementations I've seen of that. A lot of them have failed. Yes, it's, uh, I don't. I guess people can't find ways to make money from well, it. They, they, they try to monetize the space. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And the, the last one, the big one that Tila and I always talk about, great photographers, they took a chance and they created a beautiful space. They had a boudoir room set up with nicely diffused light, like it looked really nice. Mm -hmm. And they had a big cyclorama, but it was like a subscription. Yeah. But you couldn't ever, like you couldn't guarantee your time, like it was all schedule based. 
So if I was like, hey, you know what? This was fun. If you're yeah. looking to get back into modeling, let's do something tomorrow. Can't do it. Yeah, yeah, true, true. May not be able to do it. And they unfortunately didn't succeed. There's um, there's one channel called Wow Presents, and it's actually all about, like, um, I don't know if you've ever seen RuPaul's Drag Race, but it's all, like, transgender people that had been, or, sorry, um, drag queens that had been um, on the show, and they have all these, like, little YouTube shows. Like, they have, like, literal literal shows, kind of like this podcast, and they're all, it's just, just, just in a basement, like a really nicely painted, really beautiful area, nice cameras, and this whole channel just runs on just all these people coming in there and filming their little shows. It's, hmm. it's pretty cool. It's, it's like public access kind of content. Yeah, yeah. It's called Wow Presents, and it's just it's it's good quality cameras. There's like actual camera people that I think that they can. I'm pretty sure the way it works is they can hire these people to do it for them, or they can use the equipment. Um, but it's pretty cool. Yeah, it's uh, something. It's obviously slightly different than what you're talking about, but it's. Yeah. yeah it's, it, it, well, it, it's this interesting idea that the only part of what you're doing is that the the space in front of that camera needs to be perfect. Yes. Everything outside of it, yeah, it, yeah. it, it could be in a, sh- a yeah. really damn basement, yeah. but you know what, if it looks good. Yeah, it just has need. to be, it just has to be that little area. And it is nice to be able to change it up once in a while with different backgrounds. That's also something that can be beneficial. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, like it's just, it's, if you have the right mindset to do it, I think you can. Like I think that a lot of people don't follow through with what they want to do. This enough, is 15 right? weeks. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we've yeah, been doing it for 15 weeks. Been a while. Yeah. And I would, yeah. It, 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 the more guests we get on, I think the better. Cause, yeah. Because when you like, when you are here and 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 there's no guest present, Jesse and I have just been saying the same things. I think too much and yes, it, and it's, no. it's been okay. But well, if you didn't want like to just have like you know eventually have like random talks about random shit, I'm always. Happy to come and talk my ass off about whatever topic. Or <laughs> yeah, the nice thing, even though we haven't worked out the details, mm-hmm. uh, we've started to go to outside businesses yes. uh, that have interesting concepts. That's and this, idea. this for anybody who's watching, especially Teal, this is the meta part of the podcast yes. where we talk about the podcast. But th- Sorry, I don't, I don't think there's anything wrong with that. <laughs> no, but but no, yes, we. So, I can you name this business yet, or is it not Kong? I, I was going to go meet with them this week, but okay. it's, it's, it's something that we've talked about quite a bit on the podcast as a technology mm-hmm. that is now being run in a commercial can space. We, can we mention the technology because it's not a specific... Well, virtual reality. Okay, so, so we know somebody That's who has a virtual reality space where they, they sell an experience. That's and awesome. And I yeah. reached out to them and I said, we're a new podcast, you're a new business. Mm-hmm. We've talked about virtual reality. I personally haven't experienced it in a gaming or experience firsthand minus 360 videos can we do something and i almost want to jump off that back into something else what do you think virtual reality is going to do to the whole business of i don't know i I would say necessarily selling sex uh i I even have an opinion yeah like if you can if you can put Uh, on a headset yeah and it just it is so immersive. You can imagine your fantasy. It could be and whatever you, can, you want. You can have flashlights. Yeah. You know that can be customized to certain porn stars' vaginas. You can have dildos that are made that are literally molded out of a certain porn star's dick. Like you could literally, 
picture fucking someone. They could have like some interactive do- like dummy or something, you know, like an ass, yeah. tits or something you could grab and have like a flashlight that's all interactive. And we would be, well, I don't do it anymore. I say it like we, but the escorting business would be fucked. But there's also the side of it where somebody in that business could switch and start creating content yeah. in a paid way. Yeah, like, true, they'd be like, true. You know, your That'd patron. be very strange to do. <laughs> or you, you sort of, you talk to a camera and you, I don't know. Oh yeah, you it. like that, baby? Have you, have, you ever watched, yeah. have you ever watched ASMR videos? Yes. Okay, like that, but porn, <laughs> yeah. right? But they're, they're kind of already doing that. As, I, yeah. as I've said before, I've, I was able to get a hold of just a cheap shell of virtual reality. Mm-hmm. Like just the The goggles. one you put your phone in. The one you put your phone in. Okay. And even on YouTube, mm-hmm. so no real porn. It was like an erotic thing? There is an like the woman is walking around seductively in her underwear, and you're kind of following her around the room. And even on the cheapest of cheap, it's immersive because you're like, oh, come back. Yeah. <laughs> like, so even on the lowest level, mm-hmm. there's a. Oh, I want to see well, where the hell there's robots she's going. too. So there's... Oh, that's another level beyond. Virtual reality is going to be perfected before I think we have good sex or robots. I just I, there's a lot of women that are like freaked out because they're going to get replaced. No, listen, we, we have dildos that are bigger than any man can possibly have and we still want men. <laughs> I still want men. I have like 40 dildos and like five strap-ons and I have two pocket pussies for guys if they're interested and I have like everything hmm. you can imagine and I still want men. So, you know. I don't want men. I don't think that there's, <laughs> and we have machines that can fuck us. Many machines. We have uh, rocking chairs that you can just rock on and it fucks you. And we still want men. So the, the, the human connection, I don't think, is ever going to be entirely no. replaced. But but man, I don't know if like movies like Gamer and stuff. That was really interesting to look into. Uh, oh yeah, to look time. into the whole uh, literal virtual like where so you are, where you, you are in that world. That person. I was just reading an article about a, a tech company that was doing uh, virtual reality. Uh, situation where they they um, had developed an algorithm where you mm-hmm. can communicate with a with the computer mm-hmm. and it'll display it as though it's a person and these yeah. people are spending thirty minutes with this person talking and they're replying not necessarily with generic topics but they're mm-hmm. saying well you know what that's really interesting they'll say something in the algorithm like mm-hmm. it's a really smart algorithm that yeah. relates to what they're talking and they'll say well how do you feel about this and after mm-hmm. the 30 minutes a lot of the people were saying i'd like to talk to them more like mm-hmm. it was really cute yeah. and whatnot and they know it's fake yeah so we're fucked yeah. like <laughs> the robots are taking over well i got that tattoo from gamer on here because i'm i'm right I'm really, here with you it's a really shitty tattoo i gotta get Her. it redone but that's what reminded me of it but I don't know. I think it's going to be like Wally eventually. Like we're just going to be so fucking fat, so immersed in our technology, not for a good thing. I hope it's not like and Wally. Like no, Wally. like oh, oh, like like grossly obese. Like 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 can't even walk and like living until the end of the movie. On a, <laughs> I think I think Jesse might say it. Do you ever watch those like these film theory things that will break down some fan conspiracy? Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's yeah. the one where the, yeah. the cannibal there's cannibalism in Wally, 
That's <laughs> I love those videos so much. <laughs> I don't I don't get into like actual conspiracy theories, but if you want to get into a conspiracy about a movie and a fictional event, mm. yeah, I can get mm. into that. Yeah, no, they're really I just watched one today about Back to the Future. Okay. And how in the original Back to the Future, uh, Michael J. Fox's mom is mm. an alcoholic and they never address it. Like yeah. that's never something that was mentioned. No. That makes sense. But they say that in every timeline that they they did in Back to the Future 1 and 2, she was about to or ended up being sexually assaulted by Biff. Mm. The only one where she didn't is the one that Marty interfered. So, she's an alcoholic because she's still trying to deal with the repercussions from being sexually assaulted, okay. and she ended up marrying uh, the... the... the um, oh... Uh, Crispin Glover character mm. because he is everything that Biff wasn't. Wasn't, yeah. So yeah. she was going for somebody who's not aggressive and somebody who's not a jock and whatnot. So it was a very interesting kind of sad theory. Hmm. Yeah. A lot of, a Where lot does of the alcohol sense. come into it? At the beginning of the movie uh, when they're sitting at dinner and she's like, uh, kids, we have to use the cake alone again. Your Uncle Joey didn't make bail. She throws it on the table. She's mm. drinking constantly yeah. through that scene. Yeah. Hmm. And she looks haggard. Yeah. I like a lot that, yeah. more haggard than her rich self looks like. Yeah. And she's not anything like her pre-Michael J. Fox in the yeah. past was. That's... Like she was, she was a party girl. She was cute. She was flirty. Kind of slutty, as you find out. Mm-hmm. That's very plausible. That makes a lot of sense. So film theories are fun. They are. Yeah. And then the the writers are like, we didn't intend, but yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> like maybe that is what we were maybe thinking. I don't even know. For you, tell us. <laughs> it's like that's like the high school interpretation of Shakespeare, and the teachers are just making stuff up, and you're like, I don't know if Shakespeare meant that. Yeah. Was that in really in there, or you're reading too much, too much into it? Yeah. Yeah, but they want to seem deep. Yeah. But what, what is, what is reading deep. too much into it? Like, I've had people tell me that I read too much into things sometimes. And I'm like, well, maybe I'm not. Maybe you're not reading enough into it. You know, it all depends on everybody's opinion on it, right? Like, With something with an author, though, you'd think that they would have fully fleshed out their intentions yeah. at the very least. And if there's some yeah. subliminal message that nobody had intended, sure, I, I guess yeah. it's possible. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. Or some people take certain things differently. Like, um, when you're reading a book, you're imagining it in a certain way. And everybody's yeah. imagining it. Oh, yeah. I can definitely see creative differences. Right, so differences. I'm just thinking that, like, just with things like that, it's, um... I think I read into things too much sometimes. <laughs> hmm. I think I do. And I think I just spit on you, too. So sorry. <laughs> um, that's a turn-off. I, I actually have... And this might be a bad question to ask right at the end. But just in case, hmm. I just the stuff that you've mentioned... You don't live with regrets, but it seems like you started at the beginning uh, because you needed money for yes. uh, horse lessons, riding lessons. And yeah. then there was that, that drug period. But was there ever a time where you were doing it because you enjoyed it? Or like, like I don't know what the time period is, but there, there was drugs, there was the need for money. Um, you say you occasionally fall back in it for the financial. I made sure that I enjoyed every client. But I I don't say I'd overall was doing it because I enjoyed it or I'd be doing it for free. That's fair. Right? Hmm. I was certainly getting laid on the side for free. <laughs> but 
it's so hard to explain because I it fucked with my head like it fucked me up mentally doing that but I also learned a lot of things too you know and I um no, because I still I, I refuse to say I regret it because I don't. But uh, you know, can I say I regret certain things within it? Like there's certain things that I maybe regret, but the whole escorting on the whole I don't regret. Um, it's I don't see the point in regretting things I've done. It's the only thing that you should regret is something that you haven't learned from. Like even pe some people say like, oh, I regretted that relationship. I've had a lot of shitty relationships and I don't regret any of them because I learn from them. If you don't learn from them, then of course you're gonna regret it. But everything happens, you know, for whatever reason. And if you're, you know, have a shitty relationship, if you learn from it, that's a good thing. That, that wasn't time wasted. That was time spent, you know, learning things about yourself and fixing things about yourself. So I think sometimes those relationships drag on a little bit longer than you need sure, to learn the lesson. Sure, but. but then you learn that it went on too long, you know, yeah. and the only time I think that the time was ever wasted is if you didn't learn from it. So that's I, what I think. I can agree with that. <laughs> that's definitely what I think. I, uh, yeah. I think a lot of funny things happened on the way to the podcast. And that's why we're here. <laughs> this has been fun. This has been like the law. I think it's, it's pushed the boundaries of being the longest ever. But I think when you get a guest on, we, I mean, we hit a stride at the at the beginning. I was I was a little quiet, and I realized. But once once we started going, I want to talk like, about horses for a little bit. That was nice. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's actually the biggest part of my life. <laughs> Doesn't seem like it, but. <laughs> no. Uh, this has been fun. Uh, this this is yeah. Until next week. What is this podcast called? A funny thing happened on the way to the podcast. Oh, it's really long, okay. really long name. It's a long one. Yeah, but a funny thing actually did happen. It always does. So it's a very true. Thing. I also got butt ass naked in your car and changed. Yes, you did. <laughs> and maybe flashed a couple people. <laughs> I was wearing this beautiful dress and it was way too tight because my arm muscles are getting pretty big, and uh, I was gonna like break it and my ass. It was literally to here, this dress. I don't know if the camera can see my ass, but it was literally to there, so I changed in his car. We just went up 10,000 views. <laughs> Thumbnail. Oh, I'll just start, every time I start coming, I'll just wear less and less clothing, and then eventually I'll just do it. Then we can't put it on YouTube. We're going to... Oh, you can push the limit. I can, no, hard. I can put pasties on, and I can this wear like true. a tiny thong on the face of the planet, and we'll do the whole interview, and I'll just do this the whole we'll time. We'll all wear that outfit. <laughs> <laughs> that might generate views for different reasons. Because <laughs> you're, you're just the cutest little twink, if you were. <laughs> I have too much hair to be a twink. There's, that's not. No, you could be like a, you could be like a. Could you be a bear twink? Is that, is that such a um, thing? I don't know. You were both hairy. Too man. much hair. So you're still, a, you, you could, if you were gay, you'd still be a twink. <laughs> Good to know. What's a twink? A twink is. It's like a hairless gay. Person. No, it's and not hairless. Like a scrawny build. Scrawny build, scrawny okay. build, little cute face, young boy face kind of thing. So that's. A I did not mean that as an insult. I think you're very. I, I, I think you're I very attractive. So that's absolutely. It was not an insult. I didn't think it as an insult. I thought it was kind of funny. <laughs> you saw it coming too, because I saw your face like right before I said it. <laughs> I'm just hairy. Well, you're a bear in the gay community, so you would actually probably go well together. If you were both gay. I don't think so, <laughs> I'm sorry to break your heart, but no. We've, we've, we've had 
this theoretical I'm just saying your builds, not necessarily your personality. It's just <laughs> if you were both gay, you would probably go after the same type of build if you were gay. I'm just saying. It's good to know. Maybe in another life. <laughs> I'm halfway there, so. <laughs> Whoa, living on a prayer. Okay. okay. <laughs> Signing off. Yeah, I'm Jesse. It's been fun. I'm, I'm James. <laughs> oh, you got the hair for it. <laughs> <laughs> Meow, that's right. Have a good week, everybody. Have a good week. See you later. <laughs> oh, that was good.